0: Log Talk Radio. <laughs>
1: Welcome to another edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches A podcast from the geek girl's perspective And I am the head huntress And we are in what they call in the TV world sweeps month Uh, It's November We only do one show in November Because frankly we're all way too busy And with holidays and families and shit like that But we do a doozy Uh, We do a real, really doozy, and this is my favorite episode of the year, which is, these are a few of our favorite things from 2018. Yes, this is our best of 2018 episode. No, we are not talking movies. We never talk movies in Mm -hmm. depth on this episode. They do creep in, after all, all of us are film geeks. But this is really about all the other stuff that's happened. Our favorite music, our favorite events things we did, people we saw, TV we watched, music we heard, all this stuff, and, excuse me while I get distracted by little evil geniuses, but all this stuff is (laughs) going to happen in the first hour. Second hour, we have a super duper treat for you as um, Jason Trost and Talia Wickham of the FP2 Beats of Rage call in and talk about... The sh- their movie, our adventures in nightmares film festival, and what their favorite things were to watch and, and do this um, this 2018. They have a lot to talk about as well. So we have a lot to talk about, sexy witches, and I can't wait to get started. So let me introduce my sexy witches in Seattle, Seattle, Washington. We have the the witch. She's been through a lot lately. She's been LARPing, she's been streaming in the green room, but she's here with us tonight. Please welcome to the show, our sexy werewitch, Queenie Todd. Now you have to howl. The music ended. Oh, I'll, I'll do it for you. Oh, there we go. Oh. Well, close enough. We'll 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 give you. But welcome back. How how has the last couple weeks been treating you, Craney? The madness has ended. The madness has ended.
2: So I am free from one madness. But But then you just go. Yeah,
1: I
0: was gonna (laughs) say full
1: full feed into the fire of the next level of hell. Right, that's what happens. Rough week. Like my body
2: is in totally hating me mode. Like, I've been throwing up and all sorts of weird shit. Like, it's just not been pleasant. And and then I have, like, my depression hitting because, like, the madness is over. All the Halloween stuff has stopped. Christmas is seeping its dirty paws into my life. (laughs) You know? People are asking me if I can go over to their house for Christmas dinner. And I'm just like, oh, no.
1: The Grinch. (laughs) The Grinch is rising. Oh, but it's also we're getting close to Krampus, are we not?
2: It's true. That is true. That is my saving he, grace, Krampus. Yeah, he's my saint. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, we're, we're going to talk about it more in the show, but I do have something to tell you about the chilling adventures of Sabrina. They announced yesterday. Has
0: some. Ooh. <laughs> did, you, did you Did you
1: Did you hear? They're going to have a special. No. <gasps> Wait for it. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. The
2: siren's going off, sorry about that
1: She <laughs> <laughs> just lost it there Yeah, no, there's a Christmas <laughs> episode coming they, they they just announced it They've been keeping it secret They're already filming season 2, by the way mm. uh, So, uh, you know, that's pretty exciting We'll talk more about <laughs> The Chilling Adventures Which is a pretty controversial title Amongst women girl yeah. geeks So we definitely gotta cover this shit uh, But let me bring yeah. on the other sexy witches first Before we yeah. start going full fire into what our favorite stuff is from 2000 2018 right 2018 right right i don't even know what year it is anymore because all i know is hmm. things have been hell
0: erin marie you were
1: gone last week welcome back sexy porn witch from clinton hell. ford virginia hello <laughs> it hello i completely
3: spaced I fucking thought it was a Monday until I started receiving like the good show guys messages. I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck
0: happened?
3: Yeah,
1: likely story. But we're glad you're here today because this is, we couldn't do the best of episode without our TV geek. So we got a lot of television to talk about tonight. So I mean, I I I have 13 shows
3: listed. So
0: (laughs) oh
1: my god! Wow! I will say that this year television was super good. Like like it hasn't been like overall. Even the mainstream shit like the good plays and stuff like that. Pretty solid shows. I mean, and and the San Diego Comic Con presence was awesome. Uh, so. Speaking of San Diego Comic Con, let's go what, what? across to the West Coast and welcome to the show our L.A. correspondent, the sexy Warlock of Orange County, Aaron Cogan. How you doing?
4: Yo, yo, yo.
1: I'm doing okay. Hello. How about y'all? <laughs> how's the smoke Sorry. doing for you? Is it? How's the fires? I mean, and and everyone's okay. Like the aunts and uncles are all right.
4: The aunts and uncles are all right. Uh, everyone's Far south of that nonsense. We do have some friends close to it. And where we are, air quality has been bad for days. And, you know, you got to roll up the windows on your car because there's ash and particulate everywhere. And, yeah, it's not a good scene.
1: I've dealt with that before I survived the Oakland Hills fire and there was a big fire in a safe way. It's a warehouse, not too far from my parents' house. So, mm. uh, so I, I am quite well accompanied with being showered with ash for a bunch of the day because yeah. you, you got, they were showing shots of San Francisco because you know, we were what my father-in-law is here now with us, but he's still a Niners fan. Uh, so we were watching mm-hmm. the game last night and they're showing like this, this fog of orange, Floating over the stadium, you know, from the fires up in camp. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, is absolutely terrible. My husband went to U- um, went to Chico and knew Paradise very well. I actually, had friends up there, so uh, we're very devastated by the loss of Paradise, California. Uh-huh. And our our condolences go to the entire town, um, and hope that they can get themselves. I'm sure they can build themselves back up, but it's a terrible loss and it keeps getting worse. So okay. much thoughts and love to the people of Paradise, California, and everyone else that are having problems. I mean, the Woolsey fire is no joke either. They've lost four people so mm-hmm. far in that fire, too. Uh, we've had a bit of problems here. Uh, if you want to get into weather, we had a tornado touchdown and killed two people not too far from here at the Amazon distribution center. Nice. It actually what collapsed. Crazy. A- A wall on him Uh, You know it's been And we don't even want to go into like The man-made shit that's been in the last week Right this (laughs) has been One of the worst (laughs) Since the election It's been nothing but shit And it's about to get worse so buckle up It's going to be a bumpy ride everybody Uh, (laughs) You know we're We're not going to get Into details because I'm not I I have to be careful what I say because the Hatch Act Binds me from saying Things that I would say normally out loud in public but it's probably good you don't want me to go there so let's not <laughs> you know what I'm saying um but you know oh my god everything every, everyone's going to hell things are going crazy and on a personal level on a national level and a global scale I mean it's just been a rough ass fucking two weeks since we've been on air um yeah. but we're here i'm glad you're all here and we're going to talk some fun tonight um uh, but before we do that we do have to cover two more sad things uh, of course yesterday um today is tuesday the 13th and yesterday everyone woke up to the sad news that we lost stanley um the right. stanley at 95 years mm-hmm. old the one of the creators of marvel of comics as we know it course, the inventor of Spider-Man. We got to remember he was in his 40s when he invented Spider-Man. So your geekery yeah. doesn't matter how old you are. You can have a a, a a renaissance in the back half of your life and just go gonna be shoot to the stars. I'm going to be like me, you know, hey, I'm going
2: to have like a renaissance. That's what's going to well,
1: happen to me. Well, a lot of you know, artists. And I hate to I'm say this, fair. Queenie. You realize that a lot of artists do not get discovered till they're. That's just something that happens. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, to me? I know that. Yeah. But Remember, Emily <laughs> Dickinson, like nobody knew how prolific that woman was until they cleaned out her house. Right. Yep. You know, I, I, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Stanley, though, he was very lucky because he got to actually like witness his his universe but, um, become something that not just. A few comic geeks loved, but the world loved. I mean, national,
3: national yeah. world. Yeah, all That's over the place.
0: Yeah. And he became an yeah. integral
1: part
3: of the Marvel Universe in film, which was just absolutely fantastic. And I've been wondering <laughs> how many more cameos he actually has in the can that we get to see. They, six. they did six, they
1: said. Six and four, they announced six. Which one was six the last the one, can, but I don't remember. Yeah.
4: the next Avengers.
1: Oh,
0: it's yeah. gonna
1: be so sad when he sees him. It is. Cameo. I know. <laughs> it's <gonna be> <laughs> I'm already. I mean, that's uh, yeah, last going last already. Night, yeah, last but,
3: night I started Daredevil season three in his honor, and and I'm already on episode seven.
1: It's fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but i also as, as much as a, as important as the passing of stanley is we also have to realize there was somebody else who died yesterday that needs just as much attention um and at least in the geek world and that was mr douglas rain uh mr douglas rain mm. may not be a household name but you know who he is because he was the voice of hal in 2001 space odyssey and uh uh, you know, of course, one of the most famous evil computers of all time. And I would say that that movie uh, shaped a lot of my viewpoints on not just science fiction, but science. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, and, and, uh, you know and, and Hal had a lot to do with understanding what sentience meant. Uh, I, I really did. That was the first time I really came across a, a computer that had a personality and you knew it did, even though. Uh, it doesn't have no moving parts. It's just a red light under a, a little visor and that's what you get. But the vocal performance is haunting and everyone to this day still hears in their head as Hallis keeps saying over and over again, I'm slipping, I'm slipping, you know, it, it's heart wrenching. And, and so to, to that, a computer could make someone feel that terrified and that move towards it and empathetic towards it at the same time, um, what an amazing person. And he lived a great long life. He lived to be 90. Both of these guys lived to be almost, you know, in their 90s. Yeah. Props out to them. And for most of it, yeah, it was relatively good health. I mean, Stanley, I saw him two years ago. I went to his panel at AwesomeCon, and, um, and he was fine at that panel. I also saw Adam West and Burt Ward On that same day So um, I'm actually kind of Uh, amazed And honored that I got To be near them a little bit You know uh, Uh, So um, and and He even addressed the Jack Kirby issue On stage Which you know we're not going to go into the the Politics of Jack Kirby and what he did And what he didn't do to him But he did acknowledge that that it was Something that would go with him For the rest of his life And uh, um, and and so he was it, you know we, we we're never gonna forget this dude i mean he's he's immortal at this point i mean they're like spider-man Name a more influential
4: is my... author of the 20th or 21st century uh, you
1: know i defy I, it i defy I, it. I, there's just no way yeah, to he compare created what he, he did created...
0: time yeah. go ahead aaron you're How you marvel he, he created, created
3: yeah, I know. I was I was taking a look at exactly how many characters he had a hand in creating and it is a very long list. From the X-Men to uh Daredevil to um you know, Iron Man. Oh my gosh, he had, he had a the hand.
4: Fantastic Four, the Incredible Hulk, Ant-Man, Giant-Man, I, hell, the list of P characters that start with P
0: is
4: <laughs> longer than your you arm. Know, it's just
1: ridiculous. Important. As important as Spider-Man is, and he, by the way, Spider-Man also has the honor of having the largest rogues gallery of every one single superhero,
0: hmm.
1: um, which is important to remember. So he also invented the rogues gallery for, for um, Spidey. Um, yeah. Is that the Fantastic Four, a lot of people consider one of the most important comics ever written because it took... Yeah. Uh, the tropes of the superheroes and brought it into a family and you know and always the best science fiction The best horror is always metaphor for something that is personal and real in our world and Fantastic Four was that kind of comic book and so I I'm not a Marvel geek like Aaron Marie is at all I'm more of a DC girl, but the mm-hmm. but every Marvel person I've talked to a lot of them point Fantastic Four as the one that they they say, yeah, that's the important one. And why can't we ever get a good movie out of the Fantastic Four? Who knows? But you know, That is now, pretty ironic.
0: I'm yeah, I'm Fantastic really,
1: really not that I
3: think they should ever get an individual movie again, but I do think that if they were introduced into the Marvel universe now that they have the rights to them, that it could work
1: quite well. I would think that they could integrate easily into the um, X-Men universe, too. And that would be awesome. Um, We know Spider-Man is part of the X-Men universe, right? So
3: uh, I would also mean... Mm -hmm. Definitely anything Infinity War or where they have to try to pull all superheroes together is a perfect way to introduce them. I mean, it's the way they introduced Black Panther and Spider-Man into this universe.
1: Well, I'm I'm looking forward... To Avengers Four, um, they, uh, even though I still haven't seen Infinity Wars, I know guys, you can shoot me later. I still, <laughs> I still haven't seen it, but but um, I'm a and I haven't seen Solo though. I'm about to remedy that because it finally dropped on Netflix, so I'll be able to watch that soon. It did, uh, but oh, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, no,
3: I'm excited I, about I, that because that w-
1: that is the only movie
3: Star Wars in the Star Wars universe that I have missed in theaters since Return of the Jedi.
1: Same yeah. here. Same here, I have seen every single flippin' Star Wars film even the prequels, first run except Solo. Solo was the only one that I was not interested in going to see, and and, and you, I'm like kind of annoyed that that happened.
3: You know what I'm well, I was interested, it just never panned out for me.
1: Yeah, well, it, I wasn't going to go out of my way to see it. That was the thing. You know, if it if it paired well at the drive-in, hell yeah, I would have saw it, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, it never actually worked out. But anyway, let's get back. Thank you, Stanley and St. Douglas Rain. And if anybody's listening out there wants to talk about how they feel about Douglas Rain or Stanley, please give us a call. This is a, our best of 2018 episode we want to hear what our listeners think is the best things they did and saw of 2018 the phone number is ready folks 646-716-9172 once again that is 646-716-9172 the sexy witches are looking forward to your call so now that we're all here it is a commercial. My daughter's laughing. Ha ha. So I was like commercial. I'm like, it is a commercial. <laughs> so, uh, so what do we want to do first? Do we want to talk about music, television or events first?
3: Well, my music list is only three artists long, but my television list is 13. <laughs> Plus I'm sure it will match up with some of that. guys. Um,
1: let's see. Well, um, how about you, Queenie? What do you want to do? Music or TV first? What do you vote?
2: Um, I, I want to talk about the chilling adventures of Sabrina.
1: <laughs> oh, so we got to split the. Uh oh. Okay, Aaron, you're the tiebreaker. What are we gonna do? My, I will say that uh, my music list is shorter than my my TV list. I do have to say that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sure. I so agree. Maybe we should...
4: Same with me. So I say, uh, let's jump into TV first.
1: Okay, because it's going to probably take up most of our time, which is fine. Yes. Like I said, these are a few of our favorite things, and TV was definitely one of those things this year. Uh, TV was surprisingly good. Um, what does uh, The Evil Genius wants to say what her favorite show of the year was.
5: Well, it's definitely Hilda, because it's super adventurous. It's, kind of, it's a mix between Gallery Falls and Stevie Universe. I really like it.
1: Hilda? Mm-hmm. Hilda, she says Hilda And I'm actually, let's go ahead and just throw this in Because I I know that Like Queenie's chomping at the bit to talk about this um, <laughs> H- Lily, or, uh, the Evil Genius and I Have been watching two shows together We've been watching Hilda And the other show we are currently watching Is The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Which is a <laughs> spin-off of Riverdale uh, I want to like have Team Queenie review it But before we do, I do want to say that there is actually quite a bit of controversy with the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina for lots of different reasons. And so let's go with your review, Queenie, first. We're going to start, and then all of us. Has anybody else, besides myself and Queenie, had watched at least an episode of the show? No. No, I've seen every one.
0: Okay, so three of us have. Yeah, okay, good, good.
1: I'm halfway through. I just finished the ep- excellent episode with Batty Bat, which so far is the best episode I've watched. Um, yeah, the 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 Nightmare on Elm Street tribute episode. Uh, you know, oh yeah, um, it was really <laughs> fucking good. Uh, but anyway, Queenie, you have the floor. Tell us about Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and why it's one of your favorite things of 2018.
2: So I like I was kind of reluctant about watching this show cuz I'm not into the Riverdale one, you know, like the Archie comics. They were okay, but they weren't anything that would they weren't my kind of thing, you know? <laughs> There's no gore in Archie comics. But they they put it in this Riverdale show. And I've been kind of avoiding Riverdale. I don't know why. I think I just had it in my head that I, I was like, it. "Oh, that's not going to be my thing. That's not they oh, they aren't going to uh, do my kind of stuff." So, um <clears throat> so, I just gave it a shot one night, and I was hooked from the first fucking episode. The writing of this show is really smart and fun the the like the essence of the show is dark, it's really dark, but at the same time, there's this sprinkle of light, you know, like just this little Scotia funny that makes the darkness easier to digest, you know it it's it's kind of like it's seducing you the show itself is like seducing you like come play with us we're having a good time over here we're going to do some dark crazy shit and then by the end of like season one it gets actually really dark and that light starts to fade you know because the things that Sabrina does near the end of the the season I'm not going to say because you guys aren't there yet but oh I'm I'm definitely with you (laughs) yeah like, she has to do some shit, and it makes her grow up a bit, you know? But all the characters kind of go through that by the end of the season. And, it, and, and
6: accept her dark life.
2: nature. Yeah, yeah. And I like the fun tongue-in-cheekness of them being, like, the satanic cult of witches. Like, <laughs> I love that shit, you know? They're, they're
3: these evil they, witches, they, and they do evil shit, but it's funny. <laughs> Not only funny, but a lot of them are just basically good people. (laughs) Lying. Lying.
6: They're just good people stuck in this weird ass situation,
2: you know.
1: And all of them are trying to just survive,
2: but like the dark past comes back, you know, and everybody has to deal with it.
1: Well, and and uh, you know, there's a lot of good about. Sabrina so far there, there is one thing that I wanted to point out because like I said there's some controversy and I'm going to ask Queenie straight up do you consider her a Mary Sue because that's the biggest complaint people are saying that Sabrina is a bit too perfect she always has the right thing to say or does the right thing at the right time See, they, they, those are the people who haven't watched fully to the end okay because, yeah, most of the
2: series, we see her getting out of trouble all the time, right? She's getting her shit, you know, she gets herself into fucking trouble. But then she somehow figures it out, right? But that comes with a price. You guys will find out. <laughs> and if they're seeing that, they're, that's because they didn't get the ending of the season. Because it does tie a nice little, you know, that storyline is now changed to this. You know, like, I don't want to say too much, but you guys, when you watch, you'll see what I'm saying. Because, like, that darkness in the show, it creeps over the show more and more, every episode. You guys are probably already feeling it, you know, in the beginning of Sabrina. And if you've seen it to the end, Erin, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I do. Um,
1: (laughs) I I do want to give a total, utter shout out to the Weird Sisters. Talk about... A yeah. new wonderful addition to the sexy witches. Oh my god, I think mm-hmm. they're wonderful. Uh, you know you the weird sisters. I'm gonna add them to the Not yet, yeah, but I will yeah. add them to the to the gallery because uh, you know the, it's nice to see a good old fashioned triple witch hanging out doing naughty things and and you know and they're not. They're frenemies, I guess that's what you would call them Because they're not really against Sabrina yeah. But they're not for her either <laughs> You know, they're kind of like Okay, mm-hmm. you're this weird little Half-breed upstart You know what I find funny about this And another thing I watched this year uh, House of Clocking the walls. You can almost take these And in a weird way put them in the Harry Potter universe And it'd be the same story Yeah, Well, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah That's what makes you good, I guess <laughs> <laughs> I
3: think it's kind of funny. well. Well, Queenie, it's that's why I think feel. that's why I think you would really fucking love Riverdale because yeah. it takes the art comics just like the Sabrina comics and the Sabrina TV series and it turns it so fucking dark I mean this season almost every episode so far has dealt with witches and gargoyle kings and like a Dungeons and Dragons type role playing game that is seducing kids and killing them and like (laughs) throwing babies into fire and them floating away
1: (laughs) throwing people into fire you (laughs) gotta see it
0: Okay. <laughs> well, uh,
1: like and and actually, exactly. even though I'm in your boat, Queenie, I was kind of avoiding Riverdale because it's really not aimed at us. It really is a teenage right. show. So it's Sabrina, for that matter. Yeah. But um, but but Afterlife with Archie, the comics that Riverdale is based on, are really good. I I really like the Afterlife mm-hmm. with Archies. I, I know that uh, Aaron might have read a couple of them, right? Aaron Kogan, right? Aaron, no. they are still? No? Yeah, yeah no. Oh. oh wow okay. Going the, the uh, no I I'm didn't...
4: sorry you're talking about the comic not the show. Um,
1: not I haven't the seen show. Any the of comic. the shows
4: yet? Yeah. No, I like the, the Archie comics Archie, a lot. I, I I loved uh, the death of Archie they did. I thought that was really bold of them. I I liked their supernatural. Archie episodes as well, and I really yeah. The liked,
1: crossover um, was cool, and there was also yeah. the zombie episode. There was a zombie comic which was given out mm-hmm. at Free Comic Book Day. That one had yep. really cool artwork, Queenie. Good old fashioned zombie scares, black and white hmm. gothic y imagery. It was very cool book. Great stuff. Um, yeah, so I I I think you and I we should give uh, Riverdale a chance, Queenie. Oh, yeah. we <laughs> would love it. Right. Since we're both like I-, I guarantee that. I- I'm <laughs> the really <bird>. liking <laughs> T'Lo's Adventures with Sabrina as well. Go ahead, Erin.
3: I was going to say the first season deals with a murder mystery. The second season deals with a serial killer. And the third season is going way off into crazy shit that I love.
1: <laughs> um. yay we're all about crazy shit um speaking of crazy shit um am i the only one here that's been watching the haunting of hill house uh by michael flanagan no, absolutely not. I've seen it i have many not many seen it erin er- er- how many t- erin marie three how many time. times have you three times wow yeah. and it gets it-, it gets better each time right oh my gosh yeah. yes because you
3: Pick out more and more of uh, the little details in the scenes and the camera work. And it's just incredible. And I'm just saying now that if episode six is not nominated for an Emmy or a Golden Globe or both, I'm going to be so
1: pissed. I'm um, I, I so far loving every moment of it. And and one of the things that makes us stand out is the casting. Boy, is the cast Amazing. Uh, you know, I, I um I the writing, you're all hearing me, right? Because my phone's acting up, right? I'm
6: hearing yeah.
1: you. Yeah, That's okay. Totally the, Michael Flanagan is the showrunner and he writes and directs a lot of the episodes too. And uh boy is it is it good. I mean there's just so much happening. Um the nonlinear storytelling is a little jarring at first, but once you figure it out, you ride it, it. It totally makes sense. Um, that I have, I'm like been very jaded on ghost stories lately. I've not been a fan of movies like The Conjuring, The Nun, stuff like that. This takes it and repackages the good old fashioned ghost story and just overloads your senses. That's the only way I can explain it. Erin, Marie, you understand what I'm saying by overloading your senses? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It,
3: and it's such a good, slow build to the tension. Yeah, you not
1: realize it. Oh, my God. <laughs> those, final three, those final three episodes,
3: you're just on the edge of your seat the entire time. And I actually jumped a few times. That's not like me at all. <laughs>
1: no. And, and it has your boy in it, Henry Thomas. Yes, it does. And I was so excited about that because I had just been,
3: <laughs> I mean, speaking of favorite events in, you know, mm-hmm. 2008 was Monster Mania where I got to spend four hours talking to Henry. And when I saw this was directed by Mike Flanagan, I remember him telling me, he's like, anytime Mike Flanagan has a project and he calls me, he just says I'm there. He doesn't even question.
1: I I'm I'm so excited. And Michael Flanagan just got picked up to do some new big property and I forget what it is right now. Does anybody remember what he's doing now? He's doing Doctor hey. Sleep. That's I it. I know that he got hired for Doctor Sleep. That's it. Yeah. I want to, and I want to say I have every confidence that Michael Flanagan can pull off Doctor Sleep. I have no issues with him whatsoever and attached to that property. You remember I
3: told you. You remember I told you that Henry Thomas showed me a picture of him in the full makeup and costume for Jack Nicholson's character. Yeah, right. Yeah, Doctor um, Sleep. So yeah, I I got inside track there. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know. It's so cool. That's why I wanted to bring up Haunting of Hill House. I would say between Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and Haunting of Hill House, um, uh, those two properties were great on Netflix. those were both on Netflix. Uh you know, Netflix yeah. was doing really well on the uh you know on their uh, original programming. I'm really annoyed uh, with their selection of films though. Their film selection is kind of yeah. taking a nosedive. And I have to I have to I really oh, get a no, no. I, I
3: disagree. Some of the films this year have been great. I wasn't impressed with um I am the pretty thing that lives in that house or whatever. Oh that I'm, I'm, a little pretty,
1: I'm that's a little but, but I'm the pretty thing that lives down the lane, right? Or lives in the house. I know which one you're yeah, no I don't yeah, remember yeah. the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that um
3: Hold the Dark was really good. Yeah, well, that um, was you know,
1: film festival darling this year. You know that, right? Yeah. Hold the Dark was. No, That's actually, hard. I didn't, but
3: yeah, yeah,
1: I was really impressed by that. But we'll save films for later.
3: I did actually want to cover one other Netflix show, and I'm hoping, really, really, really hoping, Erin, that you've seen it too because it's sci-fi, but it's Altered Carbon. Have you seen it? I heard about that. I heard it really Yes. Yes. It came out in February and it has this absolutely like dystopian kind of Blade Runner feel to it.
0: Ooh. And
3: it, it is so good. I, I, I can't even begin to describe it, but it's, it's like this, um, this mercenary kind of, a assassin guy gets awakened from cryogenic freeze and given a new body, so that he can investigate someone's murder. But it's the murder victim who's hiring him because he he's immortal. Kind of he's he's discovered mm. longevity and he's the people that run this society. And he's staying at the Edgar Allan Poe Hotel. So there's like a hologram Edgar Allan Poe that services him. And and <laughs> oh my God, it's. Like, just amazing I right remember the show alone is enough to, for me to watch <laughs> it
1: but it's so good I, I've heard a lot of things about Ulster Colbin I watched a little bit of it and the other show that was a kind of a big hit at the same time called Mute because it has an Alexander Skarsgård in it so anything yeah. with Alexander I kind of yeah. want to
3: pay attention to I haven't not yet but I think it's a movie yeah mm-hmm. I, I've
1: yeah, I think, well, it was a movie, but it felt like it was a pilot. Like it easily could become a, a TV show. It felt like that. Hmm. So, oh, um, definitely. yeah. Uh, so, but Alter Carbon was actually a lot of people really liked that show. Uh, <clears throat> I also want to bring out, speaking of science fiction, of course, we had Bla- another season of Black Mirror this, this year. Uh, and, oh, um, yeah. and, which I really need
4: to watch more of.
1: Oh my God. Okay. The, uh, how, how many people here have at least seen the first episode? Have we seen, uh, seen Cal- everyone?
3: The first one. Every one yeah. of- but you're talking I want- about mm-hmm. USS Callister, the Star Trek yes. episode.
1: Absolutely one of the best episodes of television period this year. My single favorite episode of a show was USS Callister Black Mirror. Boy. Oh my God. I have not been played that hard. Like making me cry, making me scream, making me laugh at something in such a long time. I, It was such, I, you I can't even tell, explain people why it was so good. They're like, this sounds okay. I go, no, you have to watch it. Cause I, you know, it sounds like, a, you know, this guy creates his own universe and he's, he's torturing people. Okay. Whatever. Right. No, it's so much more than that, you know? Uh, uh, so it, won three Emmys, which is amazing. Uh, <laughs> so um, anybody else, uh, how do they feel? Cause I actually thought, like I said, single greatest episode of television I saw this year was USS Calster. Does anybody want to counter me on that or agree? Well, I, I don't think it's the single greatest. I've
3: seen a lot of really great TV this year, but I do yeah. really love it. And I think it's definitely the best episode in season four. Absolutely, hundred yeah, uh, percent. And and maybe the it. best episode in all of Black Mirror so far, but I am quite partial to White mm-hmm. Christmas. I I really oh, like the
1: episode. Oh. I like Fifty Million Merits, which is um which is the one with the the guy kid from Get Out and he's on the bicycle. It's the second episode of season oh, one. one. I love that one. Oh yeah. I like the one
2: it's where the lady murders everybody. And that, and the, in the little kid, and then at the end, you just see her blank, like she's not even there. She's just like been okay. hollowed out by a really. She's done. I forget what the name it of that is, one is. It's oh that.
1: man, it is. Black Mirror is not afraid to go there and uh, it was really not.
3: it it pulls no punches and the only thing I've been watching it with Lydia but the only thing I've been insistent on is the saving black museum for last because it has so many artifacts from all of the other episodes
1: (laughs) so um But, you know, go complete opposite. When that show is really ultimately nihilistic. I think Black Mirror might be one of the most nihilistic like shows on television right now. It doesn't really have a very positive image of the future at all. Um, no. Once in a while, throw a exactly- bone.
3: <laughs> there are exactly two positive episodes. San Junipero and uh, Hang the DJ. And those are the yep. only two even mildly positive episodes.
1: Yeah, I know. And San Junipero or Junipero is really the only like love story that you know works because the love stories in Black Mirror are all twisted as fuck. It's pretty cool. Um, but on a complete opposite end, my favorite television show this year, like of what I saw, because Aaron Marie sees more than I do. Always, but my favorite overall television from beginning to end, and the only one I bl- binged in its entirety twice. Hmm. Reason it was short, but still, uh, Glow, the second season of Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, uh, absolutely yeah. one of the best TV shows on t- period. Um, I, I I was the writing is great. Mark Maron is phenomenal in the part. Uh, Um, You know Brie Larson, she's just great, and I really want to cosplay Zoya the Destroyer. I would be that would be like one of my dreams is to cosplay her because she's so badass. Um, The the show once again not pulling punches. They really discuss like it was perfectly timed. I guess accidentally because of the Me Too movement, but it actually there was an episode that addressed. The very thing that people were talking about Which is pressure from producers For women to put out to be on shows And they actually Did not like go You know it wasn't like women empowerment There was two women going at it Completely disagreeing with each other And showing different Points of view whether you like them or not And I really appreciated that That they weren't afraid to show that there's a group Of women out there that don't agree With the Me Too movement and I mean that In the sense that it's a lot that, you know, Brie Larson is kind of stuck in this like corner because, you know, she's got, you know, what does she do? Does she go give in with all the pressure she's getting from all these outside forces or do what she thinks is right and walk away and she's stuck. And I loved that the season brought that in and, and, and it was, it was a mess and it was gorgeous and fun. There is one episode of Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. I think it's episode eight where they actually recreate what it was like to watch original episode of Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. I was a teenager, kid to teenager when it was on TV. I think Aaron Coke was too because it was syndicated in yep. California.
5: Um
1: and uh, and it's really, they, they kind of recreated exactly, especially like a third season episode, which didn't have a lot of wrestling in it, uh, and a lot of more sketch comedy, you know, really badly written sketch comedy, because yeah. it's wrestlers, right? Uh, and then they would have a couple, you know, a couple of wrestling moves, and then they would go. But anyway, I really love the show. I loved all the characters, every single one of them, whether you agree with them or like or not. I love every single character, whether I think they make the right choices. That's another story, (laughs) Uh, but they, they all are so well-written. And so, and I still Queenie, there's this wolf woman in it. That is you in another world. That person (laughs) is you, Uh, (laughs) uh, you know, um, I, I, it's, it's incredible what they've done with these characters. I just want to hug them all and give them like root them on all the way through. And we're going to get one more season. And I'm so glad we're getting one more season. So um, so that's it really for my Netflix list. Uh, did I leave off? I, I do have two more things I want to talk about television-wise, but does anybody else want to add anything before I keep rambling?
6: I've got a couple things
4: no. I can throw in. Um,
1: okay. Ooh.
4: We ended Adventure Time. and Yes,
1: we did. Uh,
4: I loved the way they did it, and – it's just an amazing series and i really think uh its impact hasn't been fully appreciated yet i have a feeling down the road critics are going to look at that and say you know lost in the second golden wave of television was this amazing show uh i was very pleased with the way they ended it uh, the my, venture my, brothers i think yeah had the venture
1: its brothers new season, season woo, woo. Ever. Well, oh, my really God, was it something. good? Was it good? Was yeah. it good? Oh, my God. Okay, Venture Brothers. Oh, uh, go Team Venture. Anyway, that's all I have to yeah. say about that. Oh, my God. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I will say the Adventure Time ending was kind of sweet because, you know, they, they don't really – nothing bad happens. They live their lives and well, it's recorded.
0: Except they're all <laughs> dead and <laughs> dust.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, but that's cuz it's a thousand years in the future, but their exactly. stories are continuing and they live full happy lives. Even Which and is Marcelle kind of has also a of the theme closet. On
4: the show that, you know, everything it's, happens again and they're they're all characters in this multiverse doing variations on the same thing and it, I, don't know, I it, it was really really good.
1: It was really exciting when Marcella finally came out of the closet, though, and and, and you know hooked up with the yeah. princess at the end. That was something everyone wanted to see. It actually happened. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> so the the season finale of Adventure Time. A matter of fact, my friend, he started binging the Adventure Times because of the he caught the final episode. Never watched oh, wow. any of the other and and he he's now gone through the whole thing. So uh, you know, <laughs> other people are discovering it, which is kind of neat. Um, we also, uh, if you want to talk about endings, don't forget Ash vs. Evil Dead this last yeah. year. Oh, yeah.
4: That was a great final episode, but damn it may be wanting so much more. <laughs>
3: anyway.
1: Yeah, I comic wanted a few more seasons. I hope uh, we get a comic book. I would love a comic book-like extension.
4: That would be great. Has anyone been watching Scan Against Evil?
1: Uh, yeah, I have.
4: Uh, I thought last week's uh, two episodes, uh, especially the kaiju one, uh, was some of the funniest scripted TV of the whole year. I was laughing out loud more than I have at anything this whole year. I mean, it was silly, but I was laughing.
1: Janet Varney is really awesome. I love her to death. Just so you know, uh, you know, I got to see her on a panel at San Diego Comic Con with a bunch of other amazing people. Uh, so, Dan versus Evil is cool. I, I I actually am way behind, to be honest with you. I only, I, but they're quick binges though, and that's the yeah. good thing about Dan versus Evil. Uh, you can catch up with those. Um, I was like, say, is there anything else I need to talk about? Movies. Oh, and these are a few of my favorite things. Sexy Witches, they haven't happened yet. Because when we go off air, starting this weekend, you've got Turkey Day, Mystery Science Theater 3000, yeah. 2018. Oh, right? yeah. It's a, it's a week early this year. That's because and on Joe Thanksgiving.
0: Bob. Yeah.
1: Oh, but not only Joe Bob drops on Thanksgiving with his 24 hours on Shudder, the new season of Mystery Science Theater 3000, season 12, drops on Netflix. I know, I'm really excited. Up to my eyeballs in horror hosting. Oh my god. And and Mystery Science Theater 3000 announced their first two movies are Gauntlet and Mac and Me.
4: No, I think actually the Gauntlet is all six films that um, uh, they were forced to watch back to back to back to back to back to back to back including Uh Mac and Me. Yeah, uh. like The Gauntlet is that whole thing.
1: Oh, oh, okay. I was misinformed. Okay, but I, yeah. or I misunderstood. And, but way, they, just, they announced all coming. the films
4: for The Gauntlet, too. What are they? Oh, um, the only one I remember besides Mac and me was Ator, The Last Eagle.
0: Yes! But, oh, 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 oh,
4: and Atlantic Rim, exactly what you think it is, a rip-off of Pacific Rim. <laughs>
1: Well, and A-Tour, they've done, they've done the sequel to A-Tour. It's one of their more famous episodes, Cave Dwellers, uh, which is actually, <laughs> the, but it was actually the sequel to A-Tour and its real name. Uh, I forget what its real name is now, but either way, they did it. So it's kind of neat that they're doing the first A-Tour movie now. So, and the A-Tour movies were huge in the 80s. People don't realize they were actually kind of, like, popular, but, you know, especially to the VHS crowd, like myself, but, you know, but they've <laughs> floated into obscurity. They probably should have. But all of that hasn't even happened yet. So there's still more television on our way. Um, oh, yeah. So, and, and we got 15 and also more we should, minutes.
0: Go ahead. We, we well, should not mention only really, that, really okay. briefly.
4: We should mention um, uh, the horror, Westworld, and uh, Better Call Saul, which uh, Guillermo del Toro says, better even than Breaking Bad. Really? Yeah.
1: Some people he wrote do a, say a little that. piece
4: about it. Yeah, well, And I'm I was, loving uh, Better Call I, Saul. Mentioned... I don't know if it's better than uh, Breaking Bad or not, but it's it's amazing performances and really, really good writing. I thought that Terror uh, suffered from some really horrendously bad special effects, but otherwise was pretty mesmerizing. And Westworld, uh, if for nothing else, the, the one standalone uh, with the, the Native San- American character. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that, that was some, pretty
1: great. Uh, poetic, beautiful, stunning episode? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I was really – I wish the rest of the season – like, the, I I'm, have so many issues with the second season of Westworld. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to begin.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you
1: know, and a lot of it has to do with what they did with Tandy Newton's character. They gave her a treasure trove – story and then didn't use a damn bit of it. Yep. I mean, it was like what the fuck, but but that one standalone episode was yeah, definitely a shout out. What was the name of it? I forget what the name of It was um uh, the name of the, the I have to look it up, but um uh, but Westworld, I wish West, if it, it's funny cuz Westworld was some of the weakest science fiction that tells you how strong our science fiction was cuz especially we also had Joe Exactly. Zucker, Doctor Who, new Doctor Who yeah. she's totally, her ratings are solid by the way the, the ratings are good, everyone likes her she's critic and she's a hit fuck all the naysayers, I always knew Jodie <laughs> Whitaker as soon as they announced her I was like, she's going to be a great Doctor Who and you know, once again I, one of my favorite things at San Diego Comic Con was the her Universe fashion show and I got to see her walk on stage in her costume and spread <laughs> her stuff it was awesome and she's tall Really, really tall, by the way. <laughs> like, dude, it might have been the stage, but she looked really freaking tall. Um, so, uh, let's go real quick to music before we uh, get our interview, and we do have a little time after the interview if we wanted to. Oh, I forgot to mention this, like, or talk about. Yeah, exactly. you know,
3: I've got like, like a few more, but.
1: Oh, but we gotta we gotta give a little bit of everything, not just like I said. Television could have exactly. been its own show. We there was so much going on on yeah. television. But but I wanted to talk about music in particular, and this is where I want to throw Queenie in here. Metal, metal had a really good year. Um, there was a Whoa. lot of metal on the waves, and I I wanted to like say you know. Everything from older, a lot of like 90s bands like Fair Factory and Machine Head, Machine Head's new album Mm. Catharsis was great, Um, to poppier stuff like uh, Ghost and Tenacious D. uh, We're all throwing new records out this year. I just went to the Tenacious D concert last week uh, for Post apocalypto I have tickets to Ghost next month, so um, in December. Uh, so I'm gonna go see them. Uh, we can discuss if Ghost is, is metal or not, but they definitely kind of fit with them.
2: I if you know what metal. I'm saying? Oh, yeah.
1: They're totally think they're metal? metal?
2: They're orchestral. They're yeah. You can have like orchestral me- metal. Um, sure. Some people are snobby about their metal, but I'm not.
3: If you want to be metal? Uh, you're well, metal. Well, there's different <laughs> there's different subgenres of metal too. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it has its own subgenre, right? It's got
2: like the satanic aspect, and then it's got like the whole kind of. I find their stuff very orchestral. You know, it's very operatic, a little bit like it's 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 that whole grandiose performance type stuff. I like that. Um, Musicals have that too.
1: Well, you know, Dance Macabre is a good example. Oh, there was a lot of controversy about that particular title. Because it sounds like if you took Dance Macabre, you could actually put it on the Lost Boys soundtrack and it would fit. And of course, yeah. to prove their point, they came out with the techno remix. You know? <laughs> so Which does sound like it should be on the Lost Boys soundtrack. I, but one of my favorite things about ghost memes, though. One of my favorite things of 2018 was all the ghost memes that were going through my feed, because ghost was a big topic yeah. this year. One of them was of a house. It it's
0: awesome.
1: like, what ghost sounds like? Gothic. Or no, what ghost looks like? Gothic. Scary house. What ghost actually sounds like? And it's the Brady Bunch house. You know, <laughs> you know people think, they are a Swedish super group after all. I mean, they're ABBA with goth clothing on. But honestly, I don't think that's a bad thing. And the song Square Hammer in particular was an international hit. It did good here, did, um, like, overseas. Everyone was listening to it. Everyone. Everyone, including the people that were there for when I was at the Smithsonian, we threw it on when uh, the Catalonians were getting ready to do their thing, and they all came over sort of dancing. So I wanted to – I'm reading into this, though, because – my other favorite band as the smaller bands that I discovered this year, I discovered a band called The Sound of Thunder, which is a metal band Ooh. outside of here in D.C., which is awesome. Ooh. And their lead singer is a woman. And she is Ooh. not, you know, I really don't like Epinescence. I think her voice is nice, but I don't think it's metal enough. Oh, my God. Nina from Sound of Thunder, who I got to interview on a show that will be remain nameless. Uh, is a badass, and she's got a great voice, and last year, I don't know if you guys remember, Catalonia went through some upheavals in Spain. Um, and they, uh, they had a vote, they tried to go independent, it didn't work. Long story short. Um, but um, her, Nina is half Catalonian, on her mom's side, that's why she's at the Smithsonian, and they did a metal cover of the Catalonian anthem. And it sounds a little bit like this, The Independent last year And it became a hit It was even used for their for the, I think their rugby team uh, Used it in a commercial uh, They just came back from a tour And they just released their album This summer, it was metal And this song and many others are on it I want to say some Scary thing about the Catalonian anthem Way too easy to turn it into a Metal tune If you listen to the lyrics It's like <laughs> Destroy the
0: Enemy. the <laughs> Enemy. Yeah. <that's me.
1: laughs> mm. Anyway, so Sound of Thunder, one of my favorite musical things of 2018. And I highly recommend buy their album go see their shows they're just now starting to do some local stuff around here they hit baltimore quite a bit i'm gonna go see them i'm gonna try to catch them in january um i haven't actually gotten to see them live yet but i'm really looking forward to it so uh any other music we should talk about yes um as you know,
3: Scissor Sisters is one of my favorite bands, and this year Jake Shears had released a solo album. He's the lead singer. Uh, it's basically like a lot of really fucking good breakup songs, but my God, it's it's an incredible first album. Um, also, a friend of mine introduced me to a band called Romeo this year, which they also released an album called Head Over Heels, and it's their fifth the thing I find incredible about Chromeo is that the lead singer just basically considers this his hobby (laughs) he actually is going for his PhD in French Romantic Literature and teaches at Columbia University but I actually got to go to their concert in September and take Becca with me so that was a great experience Uh, because I got to be right in the front row um, and all of the music being new to me, it was a really good experience. So it definitely goes in my favorite event category as well. Um, also, MGMT released a new album this year called Little Dark Age. And I only got to listen to a handful of the songs, but I'm really fucking digging it too.
1: Hey, Queenie, didn't you go to see Depeche Mode this year? Yes, she did.
2: Was, yeah, was it this year? Holy shit. Yeah, that was, huh, was yeah, <laughs> Oh, okay. Fuck, I don't know where I am in time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. It was fucking fantastic. They they rocked. They rocked so hard, and I got to go with zazz. So, the songs I knew I'd sing along to, and then I heard some new stuff from their new album, which sounds really good, by the way. Highly recommend. You can like get on Spotify, listen to it.
1: Yeah, where's the revolution, revolution is my favorite one <laughs> yeah, yeah i, I almost I'm... i seriously wait for that shit i i actually um, forgot and... to upload that song i meant to do that tonight because i have a copy of it but i think it got it got put it's part of my great deleting of 2018 i lost my entire like music catalog to a hard drive break so i lost most yeah, of my music cool. um including that song i think yeah, yeah. um <laughs> Which sucks, but you know I'm. G- we have shall rebuild.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> as long rebuild. as you're still alive, um, there's always one more yeah. day.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, um, a lot of the
3: Christmas songs on the new album this year were definitely politically motivated, and I was feeling mm-hmm. it pretty hard. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yep. Like
1: speaking of political,
3: Donald Glover's
1: "This Is America"
4: was pretty fucking intense. Yes.
1: Thank you. Oh my God, I almost forgot to mention that. Oh my God, yes. yeah. The, the the song is okay. The video is phenomenal. Yeah,
4: I agree a hundred percent.
1: Oh my God, that we watched that that video is on heavy rotation of like my and it's one of those few songs that all three of our generations, my husband agrees, I agree, and Lily, we all really like This mm. is America. Like that song really stood out this year, and the video was just kick ass yeah. and and more relevant every fucking day. Which is really upsetting.
0: Yes, indeed. So <laughs> uh,
1: you know, oh my God. So, yeah, cool. Thank you. Talk about it more. I, I just gushed, but go ahead. I'm gonna.
4: Oh, not gush. Just, yeah, uh, amazing. I, I mean, Donald Glover had a a fucking year, didn't he? I mean, he was the best part of Solo. Uh, let me know if you agree with me after you see it. But I, I he <laughs> really was. Uh, and then he just he owned the conversation in uh, the country uh, after that video. I, I mean, it was starkly political and completely it, unfortunately relevant because, God, we're still going through it. I mean, yesterday yeah. uh, cops in, I think it was Chicago, shot a security officer in uniform while everyone's saying security. Who was the shooter? Oh, duty. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even know. I don't even.
1: Well, know. and then of course, two weeks ago when we came on air, we were recovering from the Pittsburgh shooting, and yep. that isn't even. That is three shootings ago. Yeah,
4: we're we're on track to have almost uh, a mass shooting a day for 2018, USA, That's, USA,
1: USA. This is America. Hey! Fuck it, this is America. Oh. But you know what else?
4: Um, I I liked uh, Ariana Grande's "God Is a Woman." which had one of the weirdest little breaks in the middle of its video, but still I love that song, love that video. And uh, there is a band out of England called, and I promise you will not forget the name of this group. It's Let's Eat Grandma. And uh, they've <laughs> I got have a, them an them album out.
0: I think it's them.
4: called What Big Ears You Have. And the single is falling into me. And I am a huge 80s synth pop a uh, British New Romantics fan, and
0: ah, uh, sounds
4: like something right out of it. So, "Falling Into Me" by okay. Let's Eat Grandma, I recommend. Right, uh, since they're uh, ready, well, Let's if, Eat Grandma. If
3: they're eating Grandma, there should also be a Soylent Green somewhere down the road.
1: <laughs> uh. You know. I will have to say, my guilty pleasure this year was Cardi B. I kind of like her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been listening to her stuff. Uh, but uh, that's really the only, like, actually, I listened to a lot of hip hop this year and I thought hip hop was pretty good, but I can't really point out, like, an album because they all, what year and what. Oh, yeah. And, um, Great. I see you too. I'll be there in just a moment. Uh, so let's bring on, we'll, we're going to put this talk on hold. We have a little time afterwards if we want to <laughs> catch up okay. because we have one of the best things that happened in the 2018 was, well, starting from last year after the madness, I went to uh, you know California and for two days I shot as an extra on the FP2 beat the rage. Well, a year later, in in October, I am actually at Nightmares Film Festival in Columbus, Ohio, watching the film and the final product, and uh, I'm going to bring on our guests. So, f- with no further ado, we have on the line with us, I believe, Jason Tross and Talaya Wickham of the FP2 Beats of Rage. Welcome. You're on with the sexy witches. Woo-hoo. Hello. Uh, hello
7: there. If this works, I'm here, and so is Talaya. Yes, I'm here you
1: both. Woo-hoo. There is a six-second delay, so just be prepared for that. Other than that, welcome. Thank you.
7: Great. How's oh. How everybody doing?
1: Actually having a pretty good, good discussion
3: about TV shows and music of the year. Do you guys have any favorites?
7: Oh, TV shows and music?
5: Uh, we love yeah. Yeah. Dark.
7: Dark was last year.
5: Oh. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Well, you, You're oh, the oh, German one. <laughs>
1: I started watching Haunting of Hill House because you, Jason Trust, actually recommended it to me.
7: I loved that show until the final episode where I fucking hated it. So, (laughs) spoiler alert. I don't know if you've got to the end yet, but brace yourselves.
0: Okay. No, I'm not to the end yet.
7: Okay, last episode just turns into like One Tree Hill or Seventh Heaven, but you'll see. Seventh Heaven is
0: probably appropriate reference. Yeah.
7: So. But yeah, that was well, great. Just stop at 9, It's great.
5: What a, and Talay, you said something about music? No, I was I made a mistake. I thought we'd watch um, Dark this year. Um
7: oh,
3: that, was last,
5: that, that was last year apparently. Oh, well, yeah, that, that was uh,
3: <laughs> That was Netflix's original German series. Oh, yeah. yeah.
5: I totally forgot we loved about that. that.
7: That was great. Yeah, we loved yeah. that. Uh, we just watched uh, Sabrina. Yeah. That was, you know, it's cute. It's corny and quirky, but it was fun. I mean, have you seen that yet? It, we did oh, yeah. We talked yeah. about it, how, yeah.
3: How we loved how dark it went and how she yeah. got to accept her dark.
7: Yeah, I'm not sure if I agree with the end because I think what they did in the last episode and what they made her do, it kind of like went back on everything I thought the show was about and the entire and Moral. But we'll see how that goes in the following seasons.
1: Well, and there's the Christmas episode coming out. So now that we have a surprise episode, you know, it's pretty
0: cool.
5: 100%. Yeah. So our people should follow the British and give us a, a Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. So excellent.
1: So we'll, we'll talk more about music and, and TV. We could literally do an entire show on the TV this year because TV was surprisingly <laughs> good. Uh, but oh, yeah. uh movies were uh, interesting on the indie circuit, but in particular, you had your own film, finally, uh, as FP2 came out, and you opened at Fantastic Fest. So, congratulations on that. And, you, and so, please, tell me what that was like, or what our our re- listeners know about the FP, believe me. If they're listening to my show, even a <laughs> second, they know about the show. I don't shut up about it. Uh, but, uh, you know, tell us what it was like to walk the and do a white, you guys had the whiteboard pose and everything. What was that all like for you? Because it looked like it was fun.
7: Well, yeah, fantastic fest. It was, it was a blast. And uh, I think with those sort of things, since we're such the small fish in the giant pond, like we're up against studio movies there, it's whatever we bring to it. And it showed that, like, we may not have, like, you know, had the studio funding and marketing behind us, but, it kind of felt like some people were jealous of how much our fans were involved and liked our sort of thing. Like we brought a wedding party and people that got married because of the first one, they showed up and came to our movie. And I don't think that happened for, you know, Halloween or what is the other one? That's the other big one. They had there. uh, overlord, overlord.
1: overlord. Yeah, yeah. That was the big like that one. That. So
7: like, you know, yeah, they had like, you know, their fans and their corporate whatnot, but like we had like the crazy story of like the following and that was awesome.
1: It was so cute to see the photos of the wedding up there, and um, I, I watching the movie was kind of a surreal experience for me because I, I love the first one and I've watched it repeatedly for the last since it's come out basically. Matter of fact, this year I have seen it three times in its entirety to three separate sets of people. <laughs> That's how keep showing, including Queenie, my uh, sexy witch. She'd never seen it before. Even though I know yeah. I've made her try to try to make her see it before, I know I've showed it to Erin Marie at least twice. So,
3: uh, you so yeah, I saw it
1: at your New Year's Party and
0: uh, for the madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for the
1: madness. For, you got points if you watched it this year for the Halloween yep. contest. That was <laughs> including going to Nightmare's yeah. Film Festival. Well, how many points
7: do I have then? Because I've seen it probably about a hundred times a year. That, Does those rack up or is it just a one-time That's thing? Up.
1: Actually, in it, that is case, the one we did a, that, that would be a work. No, that would be a work handicap because he's working on okay. something. That would be accepted. So that would be a different story. Our, our the, the <laughs> rules to the madness are very complex, but they're for everybody, so everyone can play. Uh, <laughs> so we. But I'm done with madness for the year. Congratulations on Newt White, by the way, for her third win this year in the madness. Uh, you know, and she's Woo-hoo! the first madness contestant to crack fifteen hundred points. So wow. that was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, you know, <laughs> do you what? know how many total movies she watched? I no, not off the top of my head. I mean, she one day she dropped a 300 point summary. <laughs> so yeah, so my God, uh, that's more movies than I thought humanly possible. And you know what, Jason Truss, Sir and Tele, you got a caller. Are you ready for a wild live call in? Jeez, sure. All right. I don't screen my calls, so we'll see.
0: <laughs>
1: 706, you're on with the Sexy Witches and Jason Tross and Talay Wickham of the FP2.
6: Hey, it's Lynette.
1: Hi, Yo, what up? Lynette. Thanks. What's up? Hey, hey I'm you... sorry.
6: I was just dealing with a very annoying customer. Now I'm off work.
1: <laughs> but Oof, you just got there. off work, story, right? Story for life. Yeah. Thank you for calling. Lynette Chester, she was on my she did my madness contest this year, but she also has a connection to uh to the F P two. You wanna explain um say hi and tell my audience about yourself?
6: Yeah, hi. I mean um, I found the movie online um, a couple of years ago, the original one, and then uh I hope like the little contribution to was it Kickstarter or campaign or what was the name of it? Yeah. Yeah, Indiegogo, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of a broke, but I contribute a little bit. <laughs>
7: oh, no, we we appreciate it. It's fun putting the voice in yeah. the face. I see you on my Facebook page all the time. You're, I think you're one of the most <laughs> frequent commenters, so I feel like I know you almost.
6: Yeah, sorry. I know I sound like I'm 12,
1: but I'm not. Oh, ah, no,
0: no. Oh, <laughs> it's it's uh, nice you're talking you know, if You're a real person.
1: Oh, uh, no, no. I, I, I have the worst radio voice ever, so don't even worry about that. <laughs> so, Do you have a question? Elizabeth or? is a 12-year-old. That's the difference. Uh, well, <laughs> Oh Wow, man.
0: <laughs>
1: I used to say wow when great I was for 12.
0: 12 you look great oh, for 12. Thank you.
1: I did take you to the zoo. I did. That was our uh, when we went to the Nightmare Film Festival. We actually Talay and myself and my husband and Jason all went to the Columbus Zoo, which is this yeah, big zoo.
7: Yeah, please go. That's the, the polar bear exhibit
5: is worth
6: it's a loan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exceptional. Yeah, I'm able to get away from home in pretty much Atlanta. We're going up to uh, see FP2 on Friday.
1: Yeah, oh, going nice. to You're
7: going to the buried alive. Cool
1: yeah 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 buried yeah. alive is this weekend so that's congratulations i'm so excited let us know what you think i'm so excited to hear yeah. you yeah.
7: Yeah. how it goes we don't have anyone on the ground there so
0: we're going to yeah. do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
6: just so there's no confusion uh, my husband's name is jason too he has kicked me out of the room he's listening to the podcast on the laptop so you <laughs> oh. can hear him in <laughs> the background too hi Perfect. jason
1: thank you for listening <laughs> And, and Lynette, uh, thank you for calling. Yeah. Uh, do you have any Jason, questions? Jason,
6: people are talking to you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, do you have any I questions? I think people on? are
1: talking to you.
6: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how has the reception been, like, so far? Are you seeing, like, a variant from city to city? Like, was there more of a reception in SP than other cities, like, getting the word out? Or was everybody pretty much just hyped up from the get-go?
7: It's been pretty hyped up from the get-go, because I think anyone who shows up to this, you don't get, like, a random person that just stumbles into the theater. They have to know about it, and they have to search for it and find it. So they're predisposed to like it, generally. Like, I haven't really met anyone who wanted to come see it yet who was disappointed. So that's that's been exciting. We have had
5: some people who are just very high who seem to wander into the cinema, but they've (laughs) had a great
0: time. That's true. It was it was
7: really funny, and almost every every time we get the high guy who rolls in, it's like I didn't even know this was a sequel. And then uh, th- those are pretty funny. <laughs> but they still they still understand it in their own way. So it's I mean it's been fun. Everyone who it's. It's a crazy movie. and
5: I mean, they roll in and they roll out.
7: Yeah, it's fun just meeting the people who are the fans of these movies and, like, coming in and seeing what they think and seeing in real life and seeing
5: yeah.
6: how yeah, old my,
0: they
6: oh, 15 years. My 15-year-old was talking to us about going and overheard it. He's like, well, can I go? And I remembered some of the scenes from the first movie, so I was like, no.
5: Oh, yeah, actually, like, the say is your age <laughs> limit for that. At what point would you let your child watch the SP?
7: Right. Well, a lot it's of funny, to, like, five-year-old kids watch it, but that's. I, I was
5: trying yeah. to think, no, my daughter... I,
3: mean I, mean I it. I think the... I don't thing know. Is I think the helicopter parents...
1: I was showing my oh, no. daughter's
3: <laughs> wake camp at like eight oh, years old, so no.
1: I, I don't know if I. But you know what? Honestly, there's nothing in the sequel that I think my daughter couldn't handle, and I think that it actually is way more kid friendlier than the first movie. Yeah, and I, you no. know, it's it's more I think it's fantastical. Been entirely more
0: female
7: friendly than the first one. Yeah, and that's that, that is
1: are. big ratchet well, down that's... on that. And there is well, like that's like more of a still too bad for him, too, then. <laughs>
7: mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, this one definitely... Well, he's still, still not going. Yeah. Yeah.
6: <laughs> this is the first time we've been able to go out, just the two of us for, like, a year, or so it's still a no-go. <laughs> I'll let him watch <laughs> <it> <laughs> well, eventually.
5: <laughs> oh, don't well, worry. It's a, a, a three-drink minimum,
7: so, you know, <laughs> buckle up for that.
5: Soda counts, though.
7: Yeah, soda. Just, yeah, just have some drinks in have you. Soda pop, <laughs> you know, <milk>. beer, whatever. <laughs>
6: Yeah, because I mean, I can't get that kid off of Netflix watching anime, and I know there's some elements of that. I think he would like it.
7: Oh, yeah. Yeah. As long as there's, yeah. This time it's like a live action anime, way more so than the first one.
1: Oh, my gosh, is it? (laughs) It's way over the top. (laughs) Uh, you know, it was matter of fact you were talking about your audience, and I was remembering at the Nightmares Film Festival the four pre- people that sat right in front of you, and the one guy in particular, he was this huge dude with his long dark, foreboding hair and big metal jacket, but he was just like laughing so hysterically from frame one all the way through your film, and it was yeah.
7: so funny. I, I don't funny. think I've and ever
5: you... seen anyone be more than he did. No,
7: every <laughs> he single was... time of- Laughed he did, and then some.
5: Who are you, mystery man? Yeah. We need to like pay you to be at every screening. I know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I At one point, Talay looks at me and goes,
1: "That is our demographic." I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, yeah,
0: whoever
7: he was, that is in fact our target demographic. That's
5: yeah. Because that I think are. sometimes people don't realize it's a joke. You know, they they forget. So that was actually one of my favorite showings because even though it was a smaller group of people, everyone there was in on it. So,
7: yeah, well, they they just got that it was a joke. It's tough sometimes when like somebody brings friends along or there's like some critic or something that's forced to come there and they're like, "What is this stupid movie you're making me watch? It keeps trying to be serious." <laughs> and it's like, "No, that's a joke. It's it's not a serious yeah. film. It's a it's a joke." And
6: Joey, yeah, my X. best friend, got it.
1: I mean, um, it's got
7: the crystals
6: in it. I, think, I mean, booze crystals. Yeah. <laughs> what about the, the
1: duck?
7: These whole movies are they're litmus tests though, and I find generally, and I've been talking about this with the fans. it's one of the most interesting things going from city to city, playing the movie, is that people use this as a litmus test, and it's kind of how they've found friends and like you know lifelong friends or whatever. And yeah. I agree with this, like. Every time that I meet someone who gets it, you get along because you both kind of have the same sense of humor and kind of outlook, on, kind of sarcastic outlook on things. It's, it's a really yeah. strange thing, really. It's like, instantly, you know, if somebody likes these movies, you're prob- you probably get along.
5: Well, like Maggie and Hunter, the people who got married, legitimately got married because they both loved the FP. And when they knew that about the other person, they both said, like, I knew that was the person for me. So, that was unexpected, but great. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's At... not how it went with
6: my husband. Uh, the first time I met him, I told him to shut the hell up.
0: <laughs>
6: Perfect. <laughs> that's
7: pretty much how the I met, too. So, yeah, here we are. Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, marriage.
2: You know, my best I... friend,
6: I remember this. Like, oh, sorry. The, no, no, go delay ahead. delay on the thing. No, I was just going to say <laughs> a couple months ago, uh, my best friend was having a bad day, and I don't know... Why me to do it but i sent him like a copy of the FP, like trying to cheer him up and he takes me back a few hours later he's like well that worked <laughs> so he that enjoyed it
5: say that because we had someone else we just did an sp screening um which was so fun but it was amazing how many people there came up as well and said you know on a bad day i'll watch this film and it um you know like reboots me basically and that's so great yeah. to know
1: a, yeah. a Queenie had a very similar experience when I did the madness screening. I put Street Trash, which you, by the way, Jason Trotz, I've been telling you you have to see Street Trash. Watch Street yep. Trash. Street Trash but it's kind of got some heavy because it's 80s and really non-PC and there's some stuff that was not Queenie wasn't having a lot of fun with and I, I will validate no, her for that. It. It's, it's, it's like everything, oh.
2: everything you don't do in a movie. They do <laughs> it, but it's also... Pretty in a weird way. Uh, but it is. Really
1: pretty pretty. So but, it's hard but, to love this movie, but it's hard to hate it too. But I paired mm. it with your film. I paired it with the F P and then she was in a much better mood Queenie was in a way better mood after that I and love brought that movie. Why I love did the... you love it?
2: Nostalgia. It's hugely nostalgic. It's true. And it's so bad. It was based
6: off of those bad like action
2: movies, you know. But then it had like yeah. the DDR element, which is hilarious because my <laughs> husband was big into DDR. Like
6: he could fucking kick my ass at DDR.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> that's how we hard. met. <laughs> he pissed me off. That's
6: not as easy as DDR
1: in. <laughs> Oh, it it is so hard. I I went to Otakon, which it's is hard. this huge anime festival a year ago um like one of the largest in the united states and you know everything you had and they had this whole wall of people doing ddr and i was on like the lowest level and it was now i did better on taiko drum and actually one oh, of the yeah. things that reagan and i were talking about taiko drum on set because we both played taiko drum because she's been to the big one in japan she actually has been to the big anime festival so uh you know it's interesting your audience is a mixture of film geeks like myself right Who, who find true love bonding the film or or gamers like queenie is attached to it that way and then there's a huge group of anime geeks that are also into like so you have such an eclectic audience of just it's, it's I mean, and then you've also shown it to horror audiences. How has the horror audiences taken it compared to your known audience?
7: Well, it's, it's strange. I think they're generally confused, just like we are. To like For whatever reason, <laughs> we play generally only for film festivals, and everyone's like, why is this horror? And then every horror festival is like, well, the asterisk is it's horror and midnight films. So we apply to the midnight film thing. So, I mean, I don't know. I think uh, the good thing about horror – uh, fans they kind of appreciate weird shit more than
0: other fans yeah. so they're, they're yes kind we of do it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> and that's just why um like nightmares was so great just speaking with the other filmmakers because everyone there had an understanding of how much that takes to make a full-length feature you know that we've done on a budget like
7: yeah when you go to these bigger festivals like which is great with fantastic fest but people judge you a lot more harshly because of like oh yeah, you had a few million dollars and that's all you came up with? And it's like, well, hey, slow down, hold you on.
0: even
5: hundred like,
7: thousand? That... I I this, this movie was made with like five people, so like, you know, check yourself. Any people at the horror festivals, like the smaller ones, they understand what it takes to make a movie like that, and I think they're a lot more like into it and like kind of inspired by it as opposed to judging us that we didn't make it look exactly like a Michael Bay movie.
0: But that
5: said, like, all of the people who run Fantastic Fest have been, like, some of the most supportive influences in our lives. Like, yeah, they they're, they're great. It.
7: The people who run Fantastic Fest are amazing.
5: Yeah. And same for all the festivals, actually. Like, the support we've been given has honestly been, like, one of the best of my year.
7: Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, all the, the heads of the festivals are, like, are our biggest fans. It's just like you know, the, the critics and whatnot, and those sort of people can be, you know, never know. They still make us
5: sweat. They're yeah. so, like, we don't know if you'll get in. So we're like, oh, God.
7: But then they're like, yeah, we knew you were getting in the whole time. We were just talking with you. I'm like, thank you. Thank you for oh. that. That was months of anxiety. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, 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 I validate that. Michelle uh, was on the last episode, the director of Live Scream, and I knew she was in before she yes. did. Uh, and she was just so stressed because no one was telling her because we couldn't, you know. <laughs> it's just like if it, it's just so stressful for the filmmakers it's not fair oh, it's yeah. not fair to and and you know and if you get that little tidbit of information and you have to sit on it that's also very difficult too cuz they're like i want to validate you <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, so, i equate um, it
0: to when you're dating when you're
7: younger like it's definitely like a dating when you're younger sort of thing when you're waiting to get accepted. But films get. everyone wants to know like, are you a thing? We're like, I don't know. Like, they emailed me this, but maybe it meant this. But wait, they haven't emailed me in a week. Should I email them back, or is that too soon? Or should I email them? That? <laughs> and like, it's a whole. It, it really takes you back, and it's, it's crazy because you know. I was just like, oh my god, I'm back to being single again. Like texting and like it, it just, it just, it just I, I like I was a mess. I was acting
0: like I was
7: like
5: 21 years old. I was like, I don't know what's going on.
0: we yeah. <laughs> play That's a so lot of
5: when that happens. Yeah. I I do that every day
1: with every email I ever send out. Am I harassing my? Because I I do I bug my I I I've known to harass people until they're on my show but like you have to do this perfect of harassment right you know can you be on the show please can you be on the show please can you be on the show please you gotta be careful you know it's like am I doing it right am I doing it wrong I don't know anyway I digress but um I was Just gonna say yeah Atlanta your show's your your movie's about to play in Atlanta at Buried Alive which Lynette's going to Buried Alive and and I'll tell you Atlanta is the homegrown Atlanta horror movie scene like they have one of the best in the country and a lot of it is because of, of Walking Dead attracted a lot of makeup artists mm-hmm. to that area
0: um, yeah,
1: and, yeah. Uh, you know and, and Dragon Con is there which is the largest fantasy convention in the United States yep, and they're no, no joke <laughs> this is a no joke yeah. um, no, you know Dragon Georgia Con, has a yeah, very I'm large film industry. in with so I have a feeling your film's gonna go do very well uh, buried alive uh you know yeah. i am really looking forward to the Atlanta people seeing what you did on a budget because they will love it. they already do. I know a lot of people in Atlanta that know your film and love your films, so
0: oh uh, yeah.
5: like, that's like the first. Festival we're really missing. Actually
7: it's not true. We just played in uh Brazil. Well,
5: that's... We played that we played it.
7: we played a film festival in Brazil which I don't know that much about, but they really liked it wow. the and wanted to play. But it's the only film festival I've ever seen that's had a costume design award and Sarah won for it. So I was which super jacked did. about that. Yay!
0: Awesome. That. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, you awesome. know how like Oh, sorry. And, yeah. uh, I mean Adrian
5: Lynn
6: Booth,
5: she's our an amazing special effects artist. So whatever we do next, you know, these horror festivals have kind of inspired us. So we're hoping to actually kind of delve a bit more into that genre. Yeah,
7: because uh, there's a lot of it, stuff we mm-hmm. want to experiment with with for mm-hmm. FP3, like things we want to learn how to do. And I think uh, there's something in the horror realm we can do as kind of a in-between mm-hmm. learning yeah. phase.
5: And it's cool to be accepted by a community, which we, you know, like it's not really – horror but I mean everyone has just been so welcoming and it,
7: there's it, it so a, a horror movie to those people that the other side the other fifty percent who don't like the Fp yeah you've never seen someone squirm so much in a seat in a theater <laughs> it is the scariest thing they can watch because they just like they hate their life for an hour and a half
5: oh you know this is very uncomfortable yeah. well so but, them, but most people don't. Scary. Most
1: people do like your movie. Even if they're confused by it, they still like your movie. <laughs> you know, yeah,
7: so I was like, yes. But like if like if you were to unleash this movie on the general public, you're gonna get at least fifty percent of people that are like, What the fuck?
0: This no, no, no. no. <laughs> there, there,
7: yeah, Well
1: yeah, cr- so that's what we're yeah. for. You see, the word of mouth. We spread it far and wide and and it, it infects the world and Adrian Lynn will finally get to use her blood tubing which is something that she was mentioning to me on set, that she really enjoyed doing the makeup for the FP2, but she loved horror, and she loved it, and, really mm-hmm. and she said something about any excuse to use her blood tubing, was what the actual exact oh, yeah. phrase she said to me. So he <laughs> uh, played,
7: he I sprayed blood all over me in the, uh, all the player. player videos. Yeah,
1: he did all in the, like, the player
7: music videos, she was spraying blood on me all the time she loves that
1: oh yeah that's right talk about the slayer videos queenie's a huge metal fan uh and and i've now watched there's one more isn't there there's supposed to be a third a i heard
7: yes no a fourth there's three a fourth. right now
1: there's three yeah. out oh my god yeah i'm behind
7: one yeah the, you are behind one uh the third oh my god and me so that one, you know that's something else, and the fourth one I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about, but you know that'll come out in a Blu-ray at some point with Slayer, and that's like more of a story narrative, like a 15-minute piece we did where me just going around killing people, and there's actually dialogue in that one, and so that's the whole thing. But uh, yeah, no, those were those were crazy because BJ McDonald, who's been a good friend of mine, and basically he's been a good friend of mine because he's he started working with my brother Brandon, who's a cinematographer, and yeah, because BJ's a camera operator, but. uh he, I became friends with him because he became such a fan of the FP back when my brother showed it to him, back as like a rough cut, back on like Halloween 2, when they're both drunk, that uh, ever since I've been friends with BJ, so however long ago that was, which is, I don't know, eight years ago now or something, <laughs> he, we've always been friends, and like he, he's like one of the only directors always like, I want you to be in whatever the fuck I do, and i was like, okay, sure. <laughs> and we just get along really well, and I love working with BJ, and I'm looking for more excuses to work with him in the near future here
1: him and Adrian were, were two of my favorite things last year in 2017 was meeting them. They were amazing people. <laughs> I mean, all of you were, but you know, it, it, just to watch really super talented people doing super talented stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, and ginormous cameras and drones up in the air, and you know, it's oh, oh, you know, I'm one of these people that doesn't mind sitting on a set and being bored because there's always watching other. I always, I like watching what other people are doing. I'm like, okay, they're talking about this, they're doing this, and then there's a lot of like, where's the food? But that's another story. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's very typical of all film sets I've been on. Uh, So we're all poor; we have no food. Uh, But we have a (laughs) film. And we have a future, and it sounds like that you have an. You talk about there's the horror film you're thinking of doing, which, and you even announced a plot to it.
7: I, well, I was sneaky with that because that is part of the plot. There's a lot of plot. Ah,
1: well. I would assume so you you're the master of your own domain in this case, uh, you have your own screenplay. Oh, yeah. uh, so and then you are thinking about writing the FP3 or you are writing the FP3, but you are definitely thinking about a third film.
7: Oh, yeah, I've, I've already got a pretty solid treatment, you know, which is not big outline for FP3. I know where it's going and all that. I just know that I don't think I'm mentally ready to jump right back into that because I've been doing FP2 at this point for about three years.
4: And uh-huh. I kind of want
7: to have a break, go out and get some creative jollies off and do some something nuts and uh, learn a couple more things that I'm going to need to know to make the third movie. So we're just experimenting with that right now and figuring out how we're going to do it. But uh, it'll probably well, be some sort of anthology movie. So we'll see. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Uh, You know, if you boil down all the great directors, you'll find one or two things in their earlier catalogs. There's either a documentary or a horror film. Uh, You know, because they are the best to learn how to shoot. Uh, They really are for what they are. So, uh, you know, a horror film you can learn so much from doing horror. And I'm super excited to see what you guys are doing.
7: I technically made a horror film back in like two thousand fourteen yeah, and I did us. I did that write a lot that about that see. and I I really liked that one, but that one kinda of flew into the radar.
1: What but, that uh, all superheroes must die?
7: No, how to save us. Oh how to save
1: us. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I always I actually think that a lot of how to uh, superheroes must die feels like a horror film. It feels like Saw with superheroes. Yeah,
7: that so. was pretty the idea. Yeah. That was basically the idea. But It pissed off horror fans because there wasn't enough gore, and it pissed off superhero fans because it wasn't as formulaic as
3: it should have been. Mm. Yeah, that's
6: the first one that I watched.
5: Oh. Oh, That's awesome. Some horror fans are
3: the pickiest.
5: I think How to Save Us, though, is like, I mean, it's more of, I guess, a thriller.
7: It's a spooky movie. It's more of like, I I think it was Richard Matheson that said, and I like this, Mm -hmm. where he's like, I don't write horror books. I write terror books. Where it's more about terrorizing the person, the way to where
0: yeah. they
7: actually, it's something that not, it's not jumping out at you, it's not scaring you and doing like the torture porn sort of like or gore porn thing. It's more like it leaves you with something and like you become more scared of it the more you think about it when you're alone in the dark down the road as opposed to immediately.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: I've always responded more to those sort of horror things. Those ones that stick with me more, like, you know, like Jacob's Ladder is one of those for me yeah. that always used to scare mm-hmm. the shit out of me, yeah. but not like really as much watching it as much thinking about it. And uh, those um, ones are generally ones I I respond better to. Like, I love, like, you know, I love as much as the next person, you know, the guy, like, walking through the woods with a knife, like, killing kids and all that, and that. Those are fun to watch. Those are fun crowd experiences. But I don't know if those interest me as much to make.
1: Uh, a, a slasher to me is one of those things, if you love it, you want to do it all the time. Like my friend yeah. Troy, he, his film came out today, uh, Mrs. Claus, it's, and it is a slasher. The a slasher with all the flaws of a slasher, but that's what he wants yeah. to do, right? Yeah. So you no. totally validate that, and it's a fun little yeah, film, I think, and i with like, like the performances.
7: The I like watching slashers more than making slashers, because I think they're a really fun experience to sit down with your friends and have some drinks and, like, go through that. That's a blast, but yeah. for whatever reason, they're not as uh, exciting to me to make.
3: No because they're they're not really get doing anything creatively for you. They're pretty formulaic.
0: Yeah, and you can just really slap any
3: story it on. Because, yeah. Exactly. You you're talking more of the psychological aspect which takes a little bit of forethought and creativity.
7: Yeah, it's rare. Yeah, it's rare that you get like in a slasher movie. And I'm not saying that they don't exist, but it's rare that you get the slasher that they actually like you know teach you a moral. There's like a giant arc that somebody goes through, or this that, or the other thing. It's usually like escape the guy trying to kill you, one night thing, which are fun to watch. Play, but, uh, I
0: don't
7: know. Like cause I, for me, it's like I'm gonna have to spend a year or two on something. I want to like go deep into it and really experience it.
1: Flex your creative and, yeah. muscles. <laughs>
7: exactly. <laughs> well, and,
1: and but when we last parted, you both you and Clay said you were about to go see Hellfest. Did you actually get to see it?
7: We did not actually get to see it.
1: Oh, too bad, because I wanted to hear what your opinion to... was.
7: Yeah, we just missed it. Like It's been so crazy, because we jumped in from the Nightmares thing. We had to go into planning the
0: mm-hmm.
7: Indiegogo premiere up in uh, Fraser Park, which was yeah, fantastic.
0: Had... That was
1: How was but... the tour?
7: It was great. It was, so uh, the... it was really fun. We walked all over town. I showed them the hot spots, and then naturally, like, the sheriff and the deputy tried to pull us over and be like, what are you guys doing with that many people in town? <laughs> Just taking a walk. All right. Keep doing it then. All right. Thank you,
0: sir. I'm sure you
1: were kind of like a big talk. You know, uh,
7: My- Michael-, Michael Lee was shooting that with a GoPro, and he's like yeah, explaining we'll to the to the police what's going on. So I can't wait to look at that and see if you can actually hear that.
1: Oh, I'm excited. That's awesome. And shout out to Mike yeah. Lee. He's one of the coolest dudes on the planet. So he's one of my favorite things of 2018. I got to meet Mike he's
7: Lee. Like so. Actually, Mike Lee is also one of my favorite things of 2018.
5: Mike Lee is maybe in my top two. Wow,
7: yeah. I, I, I got nothing to refute that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I saw him on the FP set, and we saw each other again at San Diego Comic-Con. It's just such a sweetie, and, and 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 enthusiastic,
5: and creative, and a badass. So you
1: know, shout out yeah. to my so
5: Yeah. wife, Crystal. Crystal baked three hundred duck cookies for our our SP Indiegogo <laughs> uh, premiere. Yeah. was Awesome. So Crystal is also just as amazing. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh! Really? That sounds nice. wonderful. Yeah, it was, it was wild oh. the whole whole weekend. Yes. Oh, oh, and my somebody goodness.
6: just got into right in front of my house. Sweet.
1: Oh, well, you might want to go take care of that. So, uh, uh, no,
6: this at the corner at Whitesville. I heard the tire screech.
1: So, uh, of all the festivals, without getting, yeah, I know you don't want to, you got to be political in your answer, but of all the festivals that you've done, in, what was your ultimately, your favorite experience of, of screening the film this year?
7: I you know I can't I can't say because each one had different high points like it's really hard to, to say like there's not like one clear victor because each one has a different experience that like I you know treasured in a different way like
0: because
7: like the the fantastic face thing was awesome because like you know we got the we basically got people married and that was like a huge like life changing event where it's basically a bucket list thing where it's like as a creator you're, like wow if I'm responsible for something that great like.
5: And then I as a producer, that. it's like, oh, our film premiered at Fantastic Fest. Like on paper, that's dope.
7: But then, like, you have like we went to uh we went to the Charlotte Film Festival, mm-hmm. and that was fantastic. Um, everyone who ran that was amazing, and like that we had a great reception there, and there was like a there was an excellent crowd response there, and that was a lot of fun to do.
1: That's a go really go good that. festival. But... Michael, Lee and yeah. I got to go. I was like, at the very first goes. Charlotte Festival.
7: Oh wow! It is. It, yeah, it, it was the, really whole, uh, the whole city, so that was fun. Like that one, we got to do a lot of fun stuff, so that was a blast. Just on that front, uh, nightmares was just incredible too, because like yeah. I've never had a festival like nightmares to where like you actually get to sit down to shoot the shit and kind of like network with all the other filmmakers. But networking is even the wrong word because it's more like actually just like bro down and share war stories. Mm-hmm. And because it's like one of the few festivals where I haven't seen. uh the other filmmakers haven't been like reserved or like on their high horse or anything. Everyone's in the same playing field and everyone's just sitting there having drinks and just like sharing, you know, horror stories about what it's like to make movies. And that was like a really special experience. And, uh, and it was a huge screen too,
1: like ginormous screen. (laughs)
0: So uh, I don't,
7: every single festival I've been to has been amazing actually. Like I don't, I don't have any horror stories from any of them about like, Oh, well this, no, it was like, Everyone is fantastic in its own way. Like, it's been a fantastic experience, actually, the whole run.
5: And the film is so, like, I mean, if you didn't understand it, it may not be versatile to you, but it actually is. And each festival is so interesting with what people kind of hook onto, like what people find funny or different parts of the movie that one festival will get and, like, another one kind of misses. So each one has been so great for us because I'm kind of like, oh, we did it. Like, yeah. it hits.
1: It did. I'm so, I'm, I, I, and I, I'm a biased, I'll admit it, but I actually adored the film and my husband adored it too. From the fr- he was laughing his ass off from frame run to the end as well. <laughs> uh, you know, I, he was rolling in my ear. It was so well, funny. Your husband didn't get the three
7: minimum, so that helps.
1: Uh, well, yeah, well, we, but those black Phillips were good, man. I was kicking yeah. those back. You know, because yeah. they're, they're, you know, first of all, Black Phillip, it's Black Phillip, which I adore that mm-hmm. movie. And, you know, and but the, they were orange cidery things. So they were really easy to drink, but they caught up with you after two or three. Uh, so it was awesome. But you didn't I don't think you need a three drink medium. I think you just need to kick back and enjoy to watch the FP2. Because you can,
5: it, it, it's just, it's you know. So it, like, oh, like, you've seen this a hundred times. Have a drink, Tulay and Jason.
7: Yeah. Well, no, I think the main thing is, like, also, don't watch watch the movie alone. It's not meant to just, like, watch by yourself on a laptop. Like, it's supposed to be watched with people. And
5: honestly, to be fair, like, our Indiegogo screening where it was literally in a bar, and also all of our screenings have been at movie theaters that serve alcohol, but, like, it's meant to be a fun experience shared with friends and people, and it's great that, like we formed a community, and releasing the sequel, it's like, oh, wow, like there's a community there that we didn't even know about. well that's that's the thing.
1: I had when I how did you that time to get Sarah on the show, and I got Sarah on the show, thank you again for that, and thank you again for yeah. Sarah for coming on the show. uh she I was telling her like she had this fan base, that you know huge fan of hers, and she was like, really? Are people that know who I am. I was like, yes, yes, we do. There's lots of customers that are following in your footsteps. There are, you know. She didn't know like that. There were this crazy, ravenous very little, you know, we're, we're small, but we're very, very enthusiastic about, you know, everything about the FP, but, and, you know, In Sarah has her own fan base in particular, too, and I think that's awesome, and Brandon has a fan base, obviously, uh, you know, yeah. everyone on the FP has a fan base, and we will follow you guys down and throw money at you and root you on and go see your films, and, you know, that's great, and, you know. Not, not many people. Well, then, we might be small, but not many people can say they have their audience and they know who they are. Yeah. So. so I and mean, like
5: we've become friends with so many people, and it's just like it's honestly been wonderful.
7: Yeah, and I mean, th- thank you so much, to everyone else out there who has helped, like contributing yeah. everything. Like I, I didn't really know we had a, like you know kind of sneaky, very powerful fan base like we had like this until we started trying to make the FB 2 Like this whole, ex- it's been a really great experience, just the whole thing, just knowing that there are people out there that. You know, think like we do and want to see the same weird, crazy stuff that we want to make. And,
5: and want to contribute, too. Like, that's yeah. the thing. If anyone's like, I want to do this thing, I always say, like, send us a message. Send Jason a message. Like, the more people who want to be a part of it, and if we can help anyone get anywhere in their system, I would like to do that. So,
1: Well, uh, you're, you're available. If they need to get a hold of you, Mr. Jason Troste. On, I know you're on the Facebooks. You want to tell them where yeah. where your profile is.
7: I think my I think it's like facebook.com slash djtrill, but uh, it's just uh, you just search Jason Trost, You'll see a picture of me, and you're on the right track. Like that's it. But yeah, Facebook <laughs> has been. Facebook is the best, like, because I, like, I have the other things, I've got Twitter, I've got Instagram, I've got all the other shit, but Facebook has been the one where I've found, like, as much as I'm like, ah, Facebook, like, for, like, personal matters and having, like, the friends the crazy politics or whatever the hell else you have on there, the fan page has been the best thing on Facebook yeah. out of any of the platforms, like, the community on that page is, like, commenting and talking back and forth and, like, the messaging of other people and all the things, like... Literally every, my entire career or whatever it is and whatever I've done is pretty much solely responsible for the Facebook fan page. Everything's happened from there, from just people reaching out to me on there and just seeing where it goes from there and talking to people and I mean, the, the movie was only funded because of that fan page. Like yeah. I see the analytics on the, uh, on the Indiegogo and it's like 90% funded from Facebook. Ah. Excellent. Like the like the traffic that comes there to the Indiegogo page. So it's not. It's like it's literally like Facebook funded this movie. So I can't really say anything bad about it.
1: Uh, I best, I call Facebook the, the great Earth. equalizer. It's the best and worst of everything, and and, and really is yeah, right. the best and worst of everything. I, yeah. I I wouldn't be doing a podcast if it wasn't for Facebook. I wouldn't have met Queenie or Aaron Marie if it wasn't for Facebook uh yeah. you know my cousin Aaron. i would have met have
7: have on him Facebook. like it's just how it goes no it's true. i don't I, think i would have yeah i met to because uh i went to australia because fantastic planet film festival demanded that i play all superheroes must <laughs> die in australia and i was like okay i guess and then i went out <laughs> to australia and met Play,
0: so, are. so hard to go. To so hard to
7: to Australia,
0: I guess.
7: but he wouldn't have had a way to get in touch with me otherwise.
5: Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, and and, and you're that.
1: married, and you've been to Australia, which is kind of a bonus.
7: Yeah, I guess I guess yeah. I just give it all up. But I did it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm really glad that you guys called in. Um, and and we're gonna actually have to. Change gears because we have some podcasting business that I have to do with my girl. I'm sure. well, oh, sorry, I got it with Queenie. And uh, all right, I'll hang you, up and go back to the laptop then. Yes, much love to Keep you, Miss Lynette, Cheers. and yeah, hope you good, play good again and, on Madness. Thank you. Thanks. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. 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 Bye.
1: Bye. So before you guys go for the night, yeah. Um, w- this is our. These are a few of our favorite things episodes. So if I went to your um, D V R right
5: now, what are you watching?
7: What are we watching right now? We
0: literally
5: just yeah. started Lord. I love that podcast, so we started watching the TV series Lord. Um, cool. We started watching it before On that, Amazon so Prime. I yeah.
7: Yeah, there's that. I also, you'd you'd find uh, Mandy halfway through watched where I turned it off, and I've got to, like, watch (laughs) the good half, apparently. And, uh, God, what else is there? We're really
5: playing a lot of video games, to be honest, like Fallout.
7: You'd just see Fallout 76, and you'd see Red Dead Redemption 2 on there right now.
1: Ah, that's that's one of the most popular things this year was Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. So you you like it.
7: I do like it a lot. I think it's cool, but, like, I've definitely – I know I've played too much and I need to take a break so I'm starting to get irritated by things that are, like, it's a 60-hour story, which it is, but 15 hours that is you just riding your horse from point A to point B to, like, find a <laughs> mission. And, like, the, in the first opening hours, like, this is beautiful. This world's so cool. And then when you get, like, 30 hours in, you're like, can I just get there already? So those little things like that that, like, you know, they definitely, like, padded it up. And I also know that I've, I'm in too deep. I've played too much. I just need to walk away and take a break because that's annoying me. <laughs> And it's not necessarily the game's fault as much as me just being like, you know. But yeah, it's it's great. It's fan like because we've got the whole thing with the Xbox X and the 4K TV and all that. So it's like pretty much you'll never leave your house. You just turn it on and have some drinks. And, and then like,
5: Overcooked
7: too. Oh, over we're still beating Overcooked too, mm-hmm. video games wise. Uh, then what else? Yeah, what's coming out soon? I guess well Fallout. Fallout out
0: tonight. Fallout
7: actually. That's why initially I was gonna be like, I can't do this any later. Then 9, my time, because Fallout 76 is coming out, so I got a book. But uh, do you know the Fallout games at all? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, they
7: had a that's my book. favorite world universe in games. I love that, like post-apocalypse, 50s, future. It's got horror, sci-fi, just everything. The music. The music's fantastic. And Liam like,
1: I, I could just live there. Oh, uh, Lynette says thank you again, and Road Redemption is the best game of 2018, according to Lynette. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, 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 so I mean,
7: it, it's great. But the problem is I got so addicted to it, I played too much of it, and now I'm like, I got to step away from it and get some perspective.
1: Well, if, but if anybody knows gaming, you're and please, if you find a great game, please call in and tell us, uh, especially since... Uh, um, I'm not as good at gaming as some people are, you know, and I always need pointers because, especially since I'm about to jump into the world of the Twitch, well, I think I'm going to go best, get one. Some
7: of the best horror movies out right now are video games. You should get into uh, That's
1: what they're saying. That's what they're saying. And my 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 um was it uh, Good Night Neighbor? My Evil Genius is into that, and Five Nights of yeah. Freddy, which are horror games. So suppose, yeah. yeah that's that great. Yeah, so even, even my evil genius, who likes spooky and pink, but likes pink more than spooky, is into those games, so I should pay attention. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to know what the, bond with the daughter, okay,
2: <laughs> over
1: bloody <laughs> teddy bears. Yeah, you know, that works for me. I've done that before. <laughs> I can handle it.
0: <laughs> so Hey, they're animatronics.
1: Oh, I, I yep. have no problems with that at all. I I I dress her up and you know as a matter of fact, guess what? We are cosplaying Sabrina the teenage witch with um she's gonna go in awesome con. So oh. uh we we already yeah. have the jack we already have the jacket and so we're gonna cut her hair right before the uh the convention and she'll have a little turtleneck and a little skirt. She'll look totally. cute. So
0: we're yeah, looking forward um, to that.
7: I wonder if the cat's gonna talk in season two. I really, that's I really what I was missing. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: bird, yeah, the,
3: bird,
0: yeah, yeah, the,
7: the very sarcastic
3: talk. Salem.
7: Yeah, I want I want Salem to talk.
1: I do I too. I kind of oh. go ahead. It's not
7: like that show's above it either. There's other crazy stuff going on. Like you let the cat speak.
1: Let the cat do you agree, Queenie? Should we let the cat speak?
0: Yes. Let yes? the cat oh, okay. talk
1: the cat talk. So yeah, I thought Salem should talk more too because obviously the character did for a moment before it turned into a cute little black kitty, right? The goblin mm-hmm. part. So there's the yeah. potential for voice. I think that would be all. Maybe that's part of the Christmas episode. Wouldn't that be cool? Well,
7: yeah. That would be great because I mean the crow or whatever it was that the bad lady had like that started speaking in the last episode. So maybe that's the transition that we're gonna get some speaking animals. Yay!
1: (laughs) We all want Salem to talk. It's so funny. Because I really, (laughs) Salem was the best thing about the original um, sitcom, for sure.
3: Oh,
5: absolutely.
7: Because I thought her cousin, the guy that's with them in the house, I thought he was going to be Salem initially in the pilot.
5: You did.
7: Because he was like a human and had like the British accent. I'm like, oh, he's going to be Salem. But then he wasn't. I was confused.
1: I was confused, too. But I I have uh, you know, but we're we're no spoilers because it's still too fresh yeah. out there. So, um, yeah, yeah. you know, I, if it was a year ago, I don't care, spoil away. But we're we're current show just out. Some people are still watching it, so we're mm-hmm. gonna hold back. But, uh, but thank you, folks, for coming on the show tonight. I'm gonna have to let you go. Believe me, I don't want to, but I got to. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, go glory. play your game. <laughs> so go see there. What uh, can you give? lay can you give the dates of Buried Alive Film Festival in Atlanta and what time your movie is
5: playing?
7: It's uh, it's November sixteenth, ah. which is Friday, yeah. and uh, I think it's at, it's at eight or ten p.m. I need to check that. I should know that, but it's one of those p.m. <laughs> There's
5: a time difference. There's a
7: time difference. That's why I'm confused <laughs> at what time it is. But it's one of those. Ah.
1: Well, it's yeah, so, it's Atlanta Friday. Or you
7: know, yeah, it's Friday. Friday. just show up.
1: And... Lynette says eight. It's eight o'clock. Okay. Thanks, Lynette. <laughs> <It's
0: eight> o'clock. <laughs> Lynette's our <laughs> hero.
1: Everyone, standing over for Great. Lynette. Oh, okay. Hello. Thank you. So anyway, but thank you guys for coming on the show, and um, we, you know, of course, you're welcome to come on anytime and shoot the breeze, no matter what the subject is, because we we do talk a lot about everything on this show, and and please, especially on the horror film, because we're all going to be interested. Okay, oh, that's, that's okay. good. Thank
5: you for having us.
1: It's yeah, so
5: thanks lovely for having us. Speaking
3: with you guys. Oh, and if you need it's... extras to kill, I'm sure we'd all be happy to do that too. <laughs>
1: hey, I got to. I've already died once in their movie, so I'm willing to die again.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, I'm apparently really great at dying on film, so.
1: Yeah, she's died on they movies, too. We, we we both have di- dead scenes now in films, and in indie films. Woohoo! All right, well, that's another thing we'll talk about. That's one yeah, of my things. <laughs> yeah, get
7: a kill reel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to do a kill reel. That'll be awesome. So much love and madness and uh once again congratulations on the festival circuit pot uh it's going well we're happy thank you, thank you guys you so, so much. much all right well i'm gonna let them go and that's it that was my and they're gone and that was jason tross and delay wickham of the fp 2 and i'm so glad to have them on uh before, uh, and we have a little bit more to talk about before we go off the air tonight, and um, I actually need to give the, the stand to Queenie, because we have some very important business we need to go over. We've been kind of putting this off, but it's kind of time to talk about it. So, Queenie,
0: yeah, you, you have the off.
1: floor.
2: Oh. Um, what do you want me to say?
0: <laughs> well,
1: you know, <laughs> what, what Explain what you know. You can say, "Help." Be casual. It's not to be grandiose about it. Yeah. I can be grandiose because I've I've got a flair for the dramatic. But just be cool, you know, honey
2: bunny. be cool.
1: <laughs> you know, we just talk about what you're doing now, and you know, and you've come to decisions. Oh, yeah. right. You know. Yeah. Well,
2: um, I've been really absorbed into my YouTube channel, and uh, you know, I have. Lots of things that I've been doing on that channel if you've been watching me in the last year or so. And yeah, um I I have to leave the sexy witches. Not forever or anything like that. But yeah, I have to leave as a permanent cast member. Uh the the demand for my time it's it's kind of sporadic. Like I, I will try to be on certain episodes that, you know, would be suited to my taste. But like
1: I have I a feeling you're going to be me. on our premiere of season five. Cause I mean, you're going to want to talk about your top 10 favorite movies, right? With us, that's true. Maybe that's it's true, that's but, I, that's but technically, technically your last episode will be our next one which will be uh, December 4th, which is going to be our holiday episode. And because midnight that night will be the beginning of Krampus night, it is going to be Queenie's farewell Krampus holiday episode. So um, (laughs) I'm hoping to have a couple of presents on there. And I have one person confirmed and I'm really excited that they're calling in, but I'm not telling you. But I will tell you, it's someone you're going to be rabid for. Uh, So, yeah, so we'll talk about that later. But, uh, like I said, I got some things up my sleeve that for your last episode but we are going to talk about <laughs> holiday horror you know we don't actually talk about holiday horror a lot on the holiday episode usually it's star wars or last year yeah. it was the <laughs> so but this will right. actually we'll talk about we're, we're going to deep dive into holiday horror because we have been deep diving into holiday or horror because of the madness so yeah. you know, all of us have been catched up, caught up with it, and there's a shit ton of Krampus movies on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you have noticed that.
0: Like, no, like them
1: are shit. <laughs> oh, not. they're shitty, but you have to watch every single <laughs> one. But every once a while. Yeah, so, you get like a gem
7: here and there.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm I'm looking forward to, uh, and I think another one called Mrs. Krampus or something dropped recently. <laughs> uh, you <know. laughs> yeah. Mrs.
0: Krampus. Huh?
2: What the heck? Mother Krampus. Like title yes. alone, Mother Krampus, the title alone made me go, nope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh but you got, Boston, we gotta watch title. it. I'm like, Mother Krampus, are you shitting me? No, I'm not drunk enough for this. No. <laughs> All right. And, <laughs> and,
1: nope. and I will tell <laughs> you nope. one thing I'm going to fulfill a promise that I've been promising since we've started The Sexy Witches to you, Queenie. By the next episode, mm-hmm. which is three weeks, I have no, or I'm almost four. Right. I have no excuse. I will have martyrs yeah. watched.
0: <gasps> oh. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to
1: watch martyrs. From, uh, I've been promising and I have not been keeping this promise. But before mm-hmm. you leave as a sexy witch, I will watch Mar- martyrs and give you my report.
3: Yeah. So I've seen martyrs <laughs> three times since we started the See, podcast.
1: Erin on it. on it. Aaron Cogan, have you seen Martyrs yet? I have not. You might want to watch it too, just so we have something to talk about. Okay. Uh, it's 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 a French <laughs> new a- wave. Make sure it's a- the original. Make sure it's the <laughs> original. Yeah, not the remake. <laughs> not the American remake. Yeah. No, 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 no. Go to the okay. French one. French <laughs> new, new wave.
2: One, yeah, you need to feel like after you've watched it, you've been through an ordeal.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, it's kind of. I know you know the movie um, with uh, Oliver uh, Reed, The Witches, right? You know that movie, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's con- mm-hmm. it's
1: in that vein. Okay. So be prepared. It, it, but a lot gruesomer. Like, a lot. Oh,
0: my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's, um, hard it's
1: one, it's one oh, of the reasons why so I've never hard. actually been able to put it in. The Sexy Witch, it hits a bit the home, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, uh, <laughs>
2: It's so, painful to watch, but I love it because it's just so well crafted as a movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I am going. No, that indeed. is the one thing. Not Christmassy, but it is definitely religious. Um, I'll watch Martyrs, and uh, um, but yeah. I'm also going to deep dive a lot of bad Krampus movies. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we're not just going to talk about Krampus as the movie. We're going to Krampus the holiday as well. Uh, you know, and any other horror is. movie like rare exports. Even though it's not Krampus, it definitely fits into that whole vein because it, it's, it's definitely exactly. I think this yeah.
2: year I'm going to do, like, really shitty movies th- that are done in, like, the Chris- like, horror Christmas stuff, because, like, there's so many. Like, all those Krampus movies that I'm talking about, like, so mm-hmm. bad. Like, I think, because last year I did, like, all the positive ones, like, these are my favorite holiday horror movies. I did a top five or ten list. This year, I think I'm going to do the worst.
1: <laughs> I think that's awesome because it'll tie into our show, too. So that'll be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We'll do some really yeah. bad holiday horror. I, I've never I've seen Santa's Slay finally, <laughs> I, but I still have never seen Christmas Evil. So I probably should watch that before the show. Yes, um, yes you should.
3: I think I saw that there was another movie called Silent Night Now.
0: Yeah, Netflix. I think I saw that,
3: too. Yeah. I also need to watch Not Wish Deadly Upon. Not to be confused with Silent Night, Deadly Night.
1: Wish Upon's Michael Flanagan's earlier uh, holiday horror film. It dropped on Netflix this year, and I need to watch that as oh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't so. realize that was Holiday. Yeah. So it takes place during Christmas Eve, I think. Uh, so, yeah, there's so there's a few I need to catch up on before that show. Once again, that would be on December 4th. We're going to take a hiatus for the Thanksgiving holidays and come back in. And, boy, that's going to be an important day because, you know, we've got Krampus. And also I've got Ghost that, that following weekend. Uh, so it's going to be a, a, a kind of a – and then Queenie's Farewell. So it's going to be a big show. And it's our season finale as well. So it'll be the end of season four. So we're going the two hours. We always go the two hours, but we're definitely going to go the two hours. That night might go a little bit over. Uh, We're right on time tonight, ladies and gentle witches and everybody else out there in television lant and radio lant and podcasting lant. We are done. I have a little bleed over, but um, so we're going to talk about real quick. Queenie, what was your most favorite thing you did this year as an event?
2: Uh, as an event,
1: it would yeah. probably
2: be Crypticon. Crypticon Experience. Seattle.
1: All right, and I have something I'm going to tell you. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I'm coming. To <gasps> what?
0: Uh, Crypticon? Mm-hmm.
3: Crypticon next
1: year. You're coming to Woo-hoo! Crypticon Seattle? Really? Yeah, I've decided I'm going to come visit you. <laughs> I, now, I haven't told yeah, Crypticon have yet that I I haven't. A- well, actually, I have told them I'm coming, but I haven't asked for passes yet. I'm I'm not okay. considering that as part of it. I'm gonna even though I'm gonna ask anyways, but I am gonna come go. I, I can afford it. Oh, I'm gonna come see you. If, you. if you'll ha- if you have
0: yeah.
1: me. <laughs> uh, of course, my darling. Of course. Yes, because you know we will. We've been doing, we've been doing this shit for four years. And we have yeah. actually never met in person. Not in person. Wow. Yeah. And and, and and it's time <laughs> to fix that, like big time. Hey, maybe we <laughs> should do a live stream together on your YouTube channel.
2: We could. We could totally do that.
1: Like a live in the hotel at CryptoCon Seattle. You know, yeah. so I'm yeah, gonna start working on that. I'm thing. gonna start working on that soon. I've 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 been thinking about like what shows do I want to cover for season five, and that one's usually around the same time as one of the Days of the Dead show or the Texas Frightmares, uh, and I did both those shows, so it's time to do a Crypticon. So you know, I gotta do a Crypticon. I've, you know, they heard good things about it out there. <laughs> it's a
2: long of fun, and I can introduce you to all my weird friends.
1: Oh man. Oh, uh, I oh I can't say mom's word. I I have so I'm so excited for the next episode. You have no idea how cool it's gonna be. <laughs> I hope it works all out. But anyway, uh, anything else you want to say about Crypticon Seattle? And shout out to Michelle Nesk, who uh, you know, she's been a big supporter. She helped out a lot with that this year. So. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. She was. I I always hang out with her at the con. We we, we hung out a lot this year. <laughs>
0: Yeah. everybody at
2: Seattle. You guys rock. All you haunt people. All you people in the dealer's room. You know, the people who run the fucking con. All you guys. Mm -hmm. You rock.
3: I'll see you next year.
1: (laughs) And, of course, Erin Marie, and you already talked about Monster Mania. Yes.
3: Monster Mania was definitely one of my favorites. Um, The only other thing I really had on my list was the first Days of the Dead Charlotte, which I Enjoyed because D. Snyder, you know, sang happy birthday to me. So, what oh, more could I have far. asked
1: for on my fortieth? Right, and, and I really. Inst- I really enjoyed both at Atlanta and at Charlotte. I got to do the women of independent horror fest uh, panel on the blue track. So thank you again to Nathan Hamilton and all those amazing women, including Michelle. In- In- oh my God. I always fuck her name of live Screen, the director of live Screen, because I met her on the panel before her film came out. Then I got to watch her film at nightmares. That was cool. Uh, you know, Just to watch, you know, all this stuff was happening. Uh, and days of dead Atlanta is always a great show uh and they had a great time and and michael lombardo and his film uh on did made of a white doomsday mm-hmm. did you happen to see who they announced for days of the dead atlanta this coming year i saw one person but i can't remember off the top of my head kathy Jimmy. oh that's, focus, right, kathy oh, that's right and i think clive barker might be announced
0: Ooh,
1: or yep, be. That, I, I definitely have to go to that show. Atlanta's
3: going to be my first of the year, I think.
1: Yeah, we'll, I, we, we'll definitely talk about that later on. But a shout out to Atlanta, and always is Atlanta. But this year, I would say that the best show I went to was actually overall as a show run runs as a show, not shenanigans, not like you know guest list per se. But even though the guest list was amazing, was Texas Nightmare. Texas Frightmare has a rep of being a really good show. It was probably one of the best run shows I've ever been to. I really, really enjoyed it. There was some flow problems in one of the side rooms, but but everything was interesting. The small track, the big track, the great setup in the main room uh, where everyone was making money. All the great guests were all busy the whole time. uh, And it was comfortable for most of it. Uh, It was also... Great for networking. Uh, best show I did for networking this year. Uh, it, it was great. I really, really glad and thank Texas Frightmares again for inviting me to come out on a press pass. And you know, I got to see the the it panel of the kids as they are now, which I think is important uh, to see the kids as they're you know, because a lot of these are nostalgia fests. Like the one of the best panels was Child's Play. Clearly, a great friggin' panel. Don Mancini and Brad Dorf and Fiona Dorf and all these people, right? Alex Vincent. Uh, but they're nostalgia. They're films that are older. Um, with except exception of Fiona, kids are now. They're hit. They're happening. It was their first festival. Boy, was that cool, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> Texas Frightmare shout out. Kind of like and of course, like the Stranger Things panel
3: that we got to see the kids.
1: Yeah. At days of the dead Atlanta that year. Oh my God. That Mm -hmm. was amazing too. And of course, you know, Aaron and I did San Diego comic-con this year and San Diego, my, my favorite thing was the great debate with Joe Mangiano and Orlando (laughs) Jones and John Barrowman and Adam sounds Lisa day and Janet Barney. uh, And then Elisha Tyler was the moderator and they just geeked out for an hour. Which was awesome. But I also got to see the, a smaller panel like the Discovery of Witches panel, which, by the way, is being dropped on Shutter. They didn't have a distributor when I went to go see that panel. And now it's going to be released on Shutter soon. So shout out mm. to that. And of course, what was your favorite thing, Aaron Kogan, at San Diego?
0: Oh,
4: at San Diego, uh, it was probably the Clone Wars panel. Uh, I yep. couldn't believe that they were able to keep it a secret. Uh, that they're going to finish up the season that came to a halt when the sale went through to Disney. And uh, I many tears, many a manly tear was shed in that auditorium that day. Uh, that was, that was amazing. an
1: amazing experience. And to be in yeah. there, even though I don't have the connection to Clone Wars that some people do, but even I would could not help but get clamped over that. It was yeah, just
4: incredible. And, um, There was a a really wonderful uh, season finale, well series finale, uh, to Star Wars Rebels that I was blessed enough to go. A friend of mine in the five hundred first took me, and that was on Disney property, actually at the studio, and that was pretty amazing. But overall, my favorite event, uh, and and this is even including finally tracking down Stan Lee and getting an autograph, which has literally taken me years. We could do half a show on that. But um, my favorite was the Mystery Science Theater 3000 Return panel and signing at Dark Delicacies. Big shout out oh. to Dark Delicacies in Burbank. Yeah, uh, Dark Delicacies. If you're Woo! ever in town, you have to visit them. They are the most amazing horror-themed bookstore curio, and they have the most wonderful signings and panels. And And that was maybe my favorite panel of all time. It was like having the stars and the the talent of that show in my living room and talking back and forth with them. It was surreal and really cool. It,
1: you know, it's, it's been a really good year for that. Uh, next. Yeah. And I will have to say I haven't, Big announcement! I got into all five days of San Diego Comic Con for 2019. So guess what our summer ah. piece of our season five is going to be? Um, that <laughs> includes preview night. I actually have yep. one day more than Aaron Cogan this year.
4: Actually, I I did open registration and I picked up preview night as well. I got the full boat, yo. Oh,
1: full boat! Ride. <laughs> We're going to so I'm going to try to. Uh, unfortunately husband did not get a ticket um it would oh. but the, the but the evil genius is coming this year right i'm gonna bring and we're gonna and i'm gonna try for the hotel lottery this time around now that i know a little better and a little smarter i can probably win something nice. or at least you know so now that i know the neighborhood uh you know but um uh, it, it'll be an adventure. I wasn't actually thinking of even going, but I thought, what the hell? It's registration time, and I've got the in, so I just went on, logged in, and all of a sudden, I, I was talking to Aaron on the on the on the PM, and all of a sudden, I was, wait, I think I got into all five days. Hold on, <laughs> 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 I was like, holy Big shit! Beginner's uh, luck. Oh my God! First try on the return registration. So I'm gonna go, and I think I'm gonna camp for the Game of Thrones panel, which was announced that they are releasing Game of Thrones final season in April, April. as God intends. Yeah, uh, or <laughs> you know, or or the the the, the multi what uh, the faceless God intends in this case. Uh, so um,
4: the old gods are new.
1: Yeah, the old guys and the new. So we, we're really excited that, and, you know, even though we didn't talk about it on our first episode Sexy Witches, the reason why we chose April was because of Game of Thrones. So, mm. uh, you know, uh, it, so it kind of, like, comes full circle, Queenie, back to the beginning, right? So, yep. you know. Uh, and we're all going to have something to say about that. Oh, we definitely most will. The season the <laughs> next is already shaping up. <laughs>
0: we're all up. Game of Thrones here.
1: Yeah, no, we're all going to be glued to our televisions on Sunday nights, as usual. But this time it's going to be for
2: two hours at a pop. (laughs) We're just
1: going to sit there. I'm excited. Ah, okay. Mini movies, mini movies. But that's 2019, because this is 2018. And once again, it's been a really wonderful year for the sexy witches. Thank you all. Um, for being Sexy Witches and, and sharing your stories and all the other people that have been calling in this year. You know who you are. There's so many to list. Um, it's hmm. been a really good season. Uh, but I think that's it for the night. We're going to go onwards. and um, but We will be back once again on December 4th. For our ho- holiday episode And our season finale It'll be fun talking bad Krampus B movies We're going to hit the bottom <laughs> of the barrel We're going to look go low We are talking Not low. Low. Yep, we're, we're talking about The worst Wonderful <clears throat> terrible Christmas movies Out there uh, They're there uh, I, And um, I would also want to give a shout out on that episode, I'm gonna—I haven't told her, but I'm gonna ask if she'll come on for a few minutes and talk to um, Emily Introvia who's been on the show for, before on the Feminine Critique. But she does a, a special blog every year where she takes it for the team and reviews every single new Christmas Hallmark movie. So we'll talk to her Ooh. about that. We'll talk about Christmas horror on its own level. So <laughs> I hope she'll come on. Hope she's wow. listening to this. So, anyway, good night, Mr. Aaron Cogan, and go back to your L.A. fun house.
4: Thank Dulfur. you. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good, good night. night.
1: And good night, Aaron Marie in North <laughs> Virginia. And I hope to see <laughs> you <laughs> soon. We need to – yes. we haven't seen each other in a couple of days, so
0: you've got to come out.
1: Yeah, it's been a while, so – now we're settled in, maybe we well, can New come Year's in for is the next on night. Its way. It is well, we're not doing New Year's here. Uh we're doing it at David Lawrence's house, so you should talk to David Lawrence. What? Oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. Okay, yeah,
0: gonna have, you're to, gonna talk have about, to talk about that. We'll
1: have to talk about it off there, but yeah, we'll talk about that. So, um and and good night, Queenie. Until our good next night. show and our last yeah. show together as a regular and all that fun jazz, but it's been a wonderful run, Queenie. And uh, I knew you wanted to go and I have no, and I always told you I would not stop. You know, it, I never would, 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 you know, I I said, I would never get angry when I knew it was time for you to go. And and it was, it's the right time for you to move. And I'm really excited for what you're going to do next.
2: Thank you, and I will always cherish my time here because it's been fun. You know, we've done lots of cool shit together, and I'll see you next year.
1: Oh, yeah, and like I said, I think you'll be around a little bit, and uh, you're yeah. also, a, and I'm going to start looking for a new sexy witch, which there'll be no replacement yeah. for you, but maybe you can help me <laughs> vet them a little bit, because I, I, I need yeah. I need a gamer, and I need my in- extreme mm-hmm. horror geek there, man. They're going to losing the, losing those talent, and not only yeah, am I losing really. a cool person, but I'm losing info. It's a brain drain, too. <laughs> Who's going to teach, oh, really. teach me about Saw? Who's
0: going to teach me
1: about Hellraiser. What am I supposed to <laughs> do, Queenie, without you? Who's going to make me watch those French movies that I I try to avoid? I mean, it's you.
6: I'll make it's
1: me you. Watch them. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I know. You're still around. You're still going to hammer. But anyway, yeah. We'll talk we'll about run. that all on our next show. So anyway, much love, everybody, and good film hunting. And we're going to leave you tonight with machine heads catharsis. Good night, everybody.